Welcome to Sports Sushi. Your chefs for tonight are Sports Plug Russ, serving up the spiciest sports takes of the week. Sterling Furrow, rolling the X's and O's into an analytical maki platter. And finally, the moderator who always keeps the sake flowing, DJ Slow Boogie. Now grab those chopsticks and get ready, because your order of fresh and raw sports sushi is up. You see it. It's Wednesday, man. Hump day! Hey, y'all, hold up. Wait, Boogie, before we start. It's not just any regular, regular episode. We do an episode every week, right? To my knowledge. What week episode is it? It's a birthday. No, nigga, you supposed to say 52. Damn! All right, but anyways. Yeah, nigga! <laughs> Sound horns again. It's our birthday. Return yeah. one. Wait, there's horns? I didn't hear any horns. You didn't hear any horns? No, no horns, man. You can't? Damn, y'all can't hear the horns? No horns. No horns. No horns. Oh, we lost our sound effects. Well, no, you didn't lose your sound effects. You didn't lose your sound effects. Well, look here, everybody. This is our one-year anniversary. We have been in this space for one whole year. So, happy birthday to us. Happy birthday to us. Hey, we got our sound effects. There we go. Hey, I told you. You know what I'm saying? I ain't got my glasses because they're somewhere at Concrete Cowboy. And but, I need my uh, jacket back, young lady. You know what I'm saying? Is, but, hey, we got sound effects back. This is another Wednesday. You know what that means. This is Sports Sushi. I'm your moderator for this evening. DJ it's not Sushi. another Wednesday. It's our birthday. And, uh, you know, as <laughs> usual, we are live on, you know, all spaces, uh, form spaces. That's uh, Twitter, Instagram, uh, no more, Facebook. No more Instagram. No more Instagram. All right, Yellow, the yellow duck got shot down. Okay, they shot down our right, yellow duck, so no more Instagram. But we're no still on YouTube and all those other ones. So uh, if you are watching or, you know, tuned in, please hit like and subscribe uh, to all okay. those platforms. Get us to a 1,000. God damn it. That's what you got. Let's go. We turned that's one. We're we trying to get to 1,000. Let's yeah, go. Like, hey, man, that, that, that's what we want for our birthday, man. Get us to 1,000 subscribers. How about that? Man? Yes. Get us to 1,000. We're going to get to 1,000. Yeah, All right, yeah that, that's our birthday wish, you know. Hey. Yeah, whatever. But, uh, Let's get it. You know, per use, you know what I'm saying, Sterling will be uh, with us momentarily, uh, but we got our uh, the CEO of Gravel Enterprises and our show producer, Chris, sitting in with us. Um, I don't know why you guys' camera turned off. Uh, no camera today, boys. Not, uh, not, dressed, he, not dressed appropriately he, he, for it. Okay. No, my he's doing, oh, Chris is in his underwear. Chris in his boxes. He's, 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 I'm, he's I'm in the the birthday booth for the show. He's, uh, yeah, he's, 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 I got the bomb looking like Homer with the bottle with the bottle on, on me. Underwear. It's cool, Chris, though. We, we talk sports. We don't need to see that anyway. This is not for the children. All right, you know, man, this is so, not a uh, children's broadcast. All right, so yeah, definitely not a good children's broadcast. Uh, oh no, I mark that shit every time we upload these motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. I let them know flex bomb for the mature content. Not shit, man. <laughs> um, but no, uh, what we got for uh, this day in sports, bros? Uh, what we got, brother? No shit, we're gonna jump right to it. All right, we'll hold up one time for the birthday. Oh, that's delicious Irish whiskey. All right, so today and this day in sports, we had in 1958 was the 20th 
NCAA Men's Basketball Championship. Kentucky beat Seattle 84-72. to Reason why we post this up, one, because it's the NCAA tournament, and Seattle's future Hall of Fame small forward Elgin Baylor was named the most uh, valuable player of the tournament. Now, they have MOP. I, I, I don't really – what the fuck? It's 1958. Most I'm not doing it. Player is that what? It I don't give a damn. It's 1958. They did not know what they were doing. He was the MVP. Shout out to El- Elgin Baylor. Rest in peace. And uh, you know what I'm saying. There you go. That's the the shit for the day. Hey, it's March Madness, baby. What school? Seattle, by the way. Do they still exist? Man, I knew that was gonna come up, and I was <laughs> like, you know what? Do I need to look it up now, or should well, I wait? Much? And so I waited. I I don't know if it's Seattle. You you of Seattle. Have y'all ever heard of the Seattle? Have they ever been back to the NCAA tournament since? Obviously not. Crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody knows of these things. Okay, there is a Seattle University. How about Um, they went through a a name change over the years? Maybe. It's in it's in Seattle, Washington, of course. Yeah. What's their mascot? Yeah, what is their mascot? Um, Seattle Raindrops? They don't even have let me see. That's a pretty badass mascot. They just have like Seattle U on their this don't oh. even look like a place where they play sports. I don't even know if these niggas play sports anymore. They probably look like a place where you go to get a tech degree and go make a lot of money. Yeah, like, hey, no, this is where innovation meets humanity. That that looks nothing like basketball and football and baseball and type soccer. Type in athletics after it and see what comes up. See how okay. you athletics and see what comes up. We're pivoting towards the nerds. <laughs> I mean, and I fuck with that, but I don't know. Chris, you never uh, fill out a stadium. <laughs> what? I forgot what it was. Oh, uh, the program. It's yeah. the last time 80,000 okay, okay, people showed up okay. to a science experiment. <laughs> okay, wait. They have. They have. Okay, they have. Looks like they're the Red Hawks. They are the Red Hawks. Huh. Um, basically, think of um, what's that place in uh, San Antonio, in, uh, Incarnate Word, that bird. Uh, the Cardinals? No, bro. Birds they're the Red Hawks. No, nah, but they look. They, they, I'm just telling you what it looked like. Oh, it looked like a cardinal. Uh, it looked like a cardinal, but they are called the Red Hawks. I ain't make the jerseys; they did. It's some, you know, they got some pinstripes. Um, all I see is baseball, though. I don't. Oh, there's some hoops. There's some hoops. Yeah. There's some okay. niggas look smart though. Like <laughs> nah, nah, but nah, it's, it's it's a hoop team. I just um, they just I don't think they any good. They got an Instagram. Oh, so they had a game there in Seattle at their gym. Where they play basketball, but I know nothing. This school, it exists. It definitely exists still. Um, but that's where Elgin Baylor went. But they're a long way away from that. Sounds like a whites only school now. No, nah, it's two. It's two black guys on the back. Well, it's, it's the basketball team. Yeah, how many? Okay. You said if you could come. Um, so <laughs> I mean, there's there's at least twelve <laughs> niggas in this motherfucker. <laughs> no, but yeah, it, it, I mean, it doesn't look like they got a softball team. It, they look like a regular. I guess it's a D1 school because, I mean, they got the, the March Madness stuff there. Um, but they don't look like they're doing anything to promote sports right now. It doesn't look like that's what they are. Um, yeah, that's but not what they, they, they primarily that's, that's Seattle U. All right. Well, give it up Seattle U, man. Uh, we or just, just learned something today, man. Or just, just give it up Seattle U. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. We just found out you existed today, man. So, shit, hey, happy birthday. <laughs> or one shining moment 70 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, so uh, shout out to Seattle, you and the Red Hawks. All right, clap it up for them, those guys. All right, um, they can get it. They can get a. Uh, they can get one. One flex ball. Drop a flex ball for them. One. They get one. 
Because Elgin right. Baylor went there, but that's it. All right. Uh, oh, Will's Reed uh, passed away, NBA great. So, uh, you know, condolences. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, T's and P's, you know what I'm saying? But uh, that's crazy. Yeah, um, he was at the walking out early. Mm-hmm. Chris, you know about that? Man down. <laughs> what? what? Sorry, that's, man that's, all, down. that's all I know about it is he's, he's down. <laughs> No, no, oh, shit. I was talking about the event. Sterling, thank God. Oh, I'm, here. I'm here now. Thank God, because Chris just kind of shit on Elgin Baylor in his, in his right. Chris exited. This motherfucker said, man down. Not about Elgin Baylor, about Willis Reed. Willis Reed? He's banging on the dead? He's banging on the dead. He is dead. Oh, oh. Um, you know what? Oh. Sterling, Sterling, I have talked enough. I'm going to go ahead and let you say hello to the people. And I'm going to gracefully not get canceled by saying banging with the dead or man down. Because y'all know I got a lot of jokes that go with that. So I'm just yeah. going to keep my mouth shut. And Sterling, what's cracking? Hey, well, first of all, it's uh, Sports Sushi's one-year anniversary. All right. Thank you. This nigga. Hey, you my nigga. I came on with the cup and bottle. Everything. Know. You know what I'm saying? Hey, hold up. Let me get one, one time for Sterling realizing that. Hey. Yeah, uh, sports sushi game for life. Uh, but hey, along we don't have a game though, sign yet, but it's coming. It's it's like uh, it's icing on the cake. It. So I'm here tonight, right? right? But tomorrow I'm getting on a plane and I'm going to Cali because I turn forty next Monday. So it's oh. like my birthday is gonna start tomorrow and then it's gonna end on Tuesday. Okay. No man, Hold no. On. Hey man, congratulations. congratulations. Yes, sir. Where where in Cali are you gonna be? Yeah, same place. Y'all oh. know what it is. All right. How long are you in town for? So uh, I'm, I leave on Tuesday. So, you know, if you want to come through, you know, oh, Monday uh, would be great. I'm going to get a tattoo uh, Friday and Saturday. So I'm and I'm going deep. No, man, going up. I'm going hard. Damn. Going, going hey, hard no, if anybody agrees with you, I agree. There's a reason why I don't have my glasses today. I agree <laughs> with you. Again, the paint, man. Con- concrete cowboy. If you if if you have a young man's clear glasses, then please, it's me. Find me, and I'll find you. And if you have my jacket, I know you bad, but can I get that bitch back, please? <laughs> um, I had a time Saturday. Let's just say a friend of mine came into town and shit. We had a hangover. I saw your cryptic tweets, man. I was I was worried about you. Like my, my boy Russ is out here living. Uh, he's out here in these streets doing being dirty. Bro, I was tweeting. I was tweeting on Saturday. Uh, oh, I day. Hey, hey, hey! I should not have been tweeting on Saturday. Someone just took my motherfucking phone. Shit, someone did actually take my phone. There was a video in that bitch. Uh, so you uh, had a time, huh? I had a time. I had a time. I had a time. And according to my homie, because I didn't remember any. According to my homie, I had a motherfucking time. And I've been okay. working out. So, hey, and I let people know it for some odd reason. And I should have got hypothermia. <laughs> Damn. Bitch, if you got my jacket, I mean, young lady, if you got my jacket, I'm going to find you. I'm going to find you. And it's not a jacket. So, oh, so can I let, tell let you? Get this straight. So, you, you actually let a chick take your jacket? Man, according to this, I gave that bitch up. You were too drunk, bro. Yeah. Bro, oh, two, three, four, five, six drunk. Seven. Yeah, you were you, you on some shit. Oh yeah, yeah. J- Jameson met Patroni, and they got Ooh. they danced all night long. Yeah. Look, if yeah. a chick if a chick takes my my jacket and I'm, glasses, I'm gonna need I'm gonna need some stuff in return. That's a fair. I, you know what? I agree, but I was so drunk that my jacket. I, you know, I, but I'm gonna find it though. I'm gonna find it though. 
But anyway, you know, not to disrupt everything. Boogie, what's going on, man? Like, how you doing, dog? Ain't shit, man. I'm over here just just in a space, a good space of a... It's in a space. In a good space here. So, uh, so we're going to go ahead and... Uh, Let's go ahead and trek along, man. Um, we're going to gloss through our UFC uh, segment real quick. I'll make this very brief, very, very Said brief. Unless, don't uh, gloss. Glaze. Yeah, unless uh, Ghost, uh, our, 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 uh, our, our regular, wants to chime in. But um, uh, no, usually, man, um, UFC two, uh, 286 happened uh, where uh, Leon Edwards defended his uh, his title uh, against uh Kamar Usman and uh, he won via decision. Definitely a decision I did not expect to go, but um, it happened. And you know, hey, you got to take your hats off to Leon Edwards. So uh, <clears throat> give his shout outs and his flowers to him. But that's not the, you know the really the you know the story that I want to talk about. Oh, okay. Here. I had a question the, uh, that I was going to ask as just oh, the person that goes the name. Is that the end of Usman, or is this like, did he look like that's the end, or? No, nah, I mean, it looked like you know Leon really came prepared and. Um, you know, he came really prepared. He stuffed a lot of takedowns that Usman was, uh, you know, what you kind of expect him to go, uh, what he's really known for. And he just kind of, you know, stuffed a lot of those things. And he made effect of his, uh, the low kicks. He trying to set up, you know, look for the high kick, keep Usman on his toes and, you know, kind of, you know, hey, remember that knockout, you know, in the back of your head, you know, uh, uh. always kind of keeping him aware, but, you know, Leon was prepared. It looked like he was just very prepared uh, for the fight. Um, but, uh, you know, after the fight, you know, um, there was, you know, you know, people that was there in London and shit like that. But um, Dana White came up there and was like, hey, you know, you know, the, usually at post-fight interviews kind of go like this, you know, what's next for the champ? Bye, bye, bye. What's the fight to make? You know, Dana White would usually tell him, you know, or, the, you know, the person who's interviewing, you know, oh, we're going to fight this guy. So usually the fights would kind of make sense. But, you know, this one, he, you know, basically said that Colby Covington was going to be the next in line to face Leon Edwards for his title. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of like, why? You know, really why? <laughs> um, Colby Covington uh, is two and two. Uh, there we go. Um Ghost basically says that uh, Usman could be a gatekeeper uh, and a high-level gatekeeper. That yes, that's true. But I don't think that you know Usman would settle for that. I think he would most likely, uh, you know, step away and uh, do something else. Um, but no, with um, with uh, the Kobe Covington thing, you know, uh, I you know what Dana White was saying, he deserves. It. I mean, he already had two cracks at the title. He lost. He beat. He beat a. Uh, arguably, uh, over the hill, uh, Jorge Masvidal, you know, um, and it's yeah, just, arguably, arguably, yeah, arguably, arguably. agreeably, <laughs> uh, <laughs> agreeably, and, and you know, and you know, Leon Edwards probably had the best response. He said that you know, I should be able to decide, you kind of, you know, rewarding a guy that you know hasn't fought in over you know two years, you know, or whatever the the time frame was, you know, it's been it's been quite quite some time. And, you know, he said the Dana White privilege is real. And that's the thing. Well, Dana White always gives certain guys certain title shots where they kind of don't really deserve it. And in Kobe's case, he doesn't. Uh, so I do agree with uh, Leon. He says that, you know, he should be able to decide who deserves it, like a person like Bilal Muhammad. Um, I, uh, I had a, a couple other uh, fighters that, uh, you know, 
I'm um, forgetting right now, but there's a couple other guys that are on there that deserve the you know title shots over Kobe. Um, only only thing you would probably want to watch is see Kobe get his fucking head kicked in. That's probably the only thing that you would want to see. <laughs> you know, but there's really no other. When you said that, I was like, I was like, yeah, Kobe not no like bum, but yeah, but you just want that's to, the matchup. Yeah, you know, nah, you know, I don't think you this know. is coming from a person that just likes to watch people beat each other up. Like, yeah, I, you know, so, like, I just... uh, but yes, yeah, so, uh, I, all in all, I got to side with, with Leon on this one, uh, and I think that, you know, he should pick who, you know, deserves the title shot. I got to disagree, Ghost, man. He says he think Kobe would be a tough matchup. I, look... Kobe, man. Ghost, and Ghost, and you need a nigga to disagree. <laughs> I'll be gotta, the nigga. You're wrong. <laughs> I got. I got to disagree because look, man. Um, if we seen how, uh, how Leon looked right now, how he just did, uh, Usman, um, and when Usman and and uh, Kobe uh, fought, you know, it wasn't as I, I'm gonna be real with you. It wasn't as close as a lot of people were making it. You know, making it seem that it was. It wasn't that that damn close. Um, I got to go ahead and I got to give the edge to Leon. You know, Leon been out there, man. He's still been out there, you know, fighting. I think he has, what, the longest, one of the longest streaks, active streaks now. Um, and I think that, you know, we got to give him his due, man. You know, um, Kobe got his crack at the, at the title twice and it didn't happen, man. You know, and as you get older, you don't really get better, you know, Except, except for Glover Teixeira, you know. But, you know, as we can see, if what he, some, he, he, he also called it quits. Father time comes for us all. So, oh, um, so um, but, yeah, that that's just my, my, my two cents and my take here. Um, but let's go ahead, man. You know, we got uh, some other shit to get into uh, here. We do have our um, draft spotlight that we have, uh, that we've been doing up until draft. I think we have one more position next week. Uh, yeah. Uh, safeties, right? That is correct. So we yeah. will be talking interior offensive line. Now, I don't know why it took us so long to, to get to this position group, not to undermine it by any means. I mean, there's some good players uh, in this draft, but uh, shall we get into this thing and do it or what? Yeah, I'm waiting yeah. On, uh, one second. Let me, uh, can y'all see me? Hell no. Nope. Yeah, exactly. Black, That's black what I figured. Yeah, that's what I right. said. Give me one second. I'm yeah, so, get this. so yeah, we we we've been doing our uh our draft spotlight and um you know uh leading up into the the draft and once we we conclude this next week we will do our uh sports sushi mock draft. So please uh you know if you want to participate uh if you are, ever want to live out your GM dreams and uh draft for a uh, mock draft team, uh reach out to us. You know uh usually our guys that are our regular listeners man you are more than welcome to come along uh and participate um but uh we will be we'll be doing our own uh sports sushi mock draft so uh please tune in that will be a show i think that will, that's going to be our uh uh that's going to take up our whole uh time slot for that show so um be on the lookout for that coming up in the future are you with us russ yeah my bad yeah I mean... yes 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 all right, my bad. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. I just had a, a technical difficulty. Do not know what happened. Computer just went black, and y'all couldn't see me. But I am back in full effect. All right. So uh, without further ado, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it up to our guys uh, here for the uh, offensive lineman uh, draft spotlight. 
Okay, so of course we're gonna draft spotlight now. Today I'm not gonna lie to y'all. Um Sterling, I don't want to be disrespectful to Lyman. Let me say this before I talk about the GPA. Okay. I'll just be honest. I'll just be honest. I didn't feel it was worthy to do a GPA on these guys because they're linemen and what they do shows out on tape. And I don't believe that any type of stat should dictate what you get out of a lineman because you can watch it. You can see if he can manhandle people. You can see if he can not manhandle people. You see how his feet move. So, honestly, I did not even do a GPA for these guys because I believe that when you pick a lineman, you should watch what the fuck he's doing. Um, His stats don't really matter. What the fuck? Pancakes and all that stuff don't tell what he's doing rep after rep. Now, on top of that, I would like to say to those that may think that I'm saying, oh, fuck Lyman. No, I believe that offensive line is the most important position on your football team because I believe if you have an offensive line, you can make so many other adjustments to your team. You can add so many other players that might not be A pluses. You can take a team full of, you know what I'm saying, B plus players and make them look right. A plus with an A plus line. So we will go over these guys, though. Um, we will go over all of them. I'm going to let you start and go through. Some of the things that you like, there are some things that I like about them, but I just wanted to set it out there that I didn't have a too much of a a GPA need because honestly, we don't. Do you care about if I tell you he had seven pancakes? Yeah, no, no. I mean, you know, I think when you evaluate offensive line play, you know, you're looking at how you know technical, how technically sound these guys are, right? I mean, there's so many mm-hmm. good traits that that you want to look at, you know, um, you know being grounded as an offensive lineman, being able to not just being a role grader, but having situation awareness. Are you a center? Can you make, you know, all the line adjustments and so forth? So I really do think though, that this I'm is glad this... you said, are you a center? Sorry to interrupt you, but I'm glad <laughs> because there's one, I know, I know there's a couple guys you're talking about, right. but like, yeah, I'm glad you said that uh, because some of these guys you do, they are not going to play what they played in college at the next level. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, uh, I think one of the themes, you know, when you evaluate offensive line talent, talent i think you're evaluating whether or not a guy can how versatile is he right there's some guys in this class that you know uh are tackles in in college but you know their best position might be interior offensive line like we're going to discuss today so we kind of talked about the tackles uh earlier in the draft process or in the pre-draft process so tonight you know let's let's go ahead and jump into uh you know these prospects here and you know the number one person now we're going to go five and one Five to one. Say, so Steve, right? Yeah, yeah. Steve, okay, Steve Avila. 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 Before yeah. you go in and before you go in and let everybody know, because Sterling got the information on the guys. I just watched a little bit of film, a couple, you know, three, four hours worth, whatever. Um, I just know that he looked like he was so strong that he was comfortable in his slow feet. Like, you know, when someone feels this is his feeling is, and this is against Georgia, Michigan. Um, I saw some te- some Texas Tech tape too. Um, he moved slow, but if he got his hands on you, he didn't even punch. That let me know that he felt he was so strong that he could just right. felt like if I could just get my hands on you, which may be holding at the next level, but if I could just get my hands on you, I can keep you from moving. He did a pretty good job of it. Yeah. I mean, you know, one of the things about Steve Avila that really impressed me while watching this film is that, you know, he has an angry temperament. Like, 
I was just on a, you know, I was just on another pod and I was mentioning offensive linemen. It's like when you're drafting offensive linemen, like I want like a mean dude. Like I want a guy mm-hmm. that don't have any teeth. Like, dude, I'm getting it out the mud. Like, hey, just hard on times. You know, I don't want no, there's no such hey. thing as a pretty offensive ah, lineman. That hey, I want my yeah. squad if I'm a GM. So, my, you know, if you got at least missing one tooth or, or you got some sort of like or facial ailment. Right, right. That's what I'm looking for. So, you know, Steve Avila might be a little too pretty. However, but when you turn on the film and you watch him play, man, it's like this dude is really uh, he is looking to like destroy defense alignment. Uh, You know, I think he has strong hands. Uh, and I think he does a really good job of using his mass as an offensive lineman to lean on defensive uh, mm-hmm. defensive lineman players. And, and it, I think he makes it difficult for, for those guys to shed him. You know what I'm saying? So once he gets engaged, he pretty much is – he does a really good job of staying grounded. Um, and pass protection, um, you know – when he's facing power rushes, he does a really good job of anchoring and stopping the defenders from penetrating to the backfield. Um, you know, he just, he's a guy with a lot of strength. So if you're going to buy into a guy like Steve Avila, first of all, he's going to be a guy that you're looking to, uh, I think he's going to go third, fourth round. Um, I don't see him Mm -hmm. uh, going anywhere past that. Um, and then, you know, he has natural play strength. I mean, this is a guy that that's been a starter for at least three seasons, for TCU. So he's going to come in with experience. Um, And again, you know, they, I feel like even though he's not the most athletic guard, he, he's a guy that can get uh, to the second level and, uh, and uh, make plays in the run game. So I, I, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, I don't think he's that athletic either, which I guess is a downer, but he's so fucking like Matt, like strong and massive that like, you just need him. Once he gets in the way, you're not doing anything with him. Like right, you're not, right, you're right. not doing it. You're not. He's literally a wall. It's just a matter of, excuse me, at the next level, is he going to be able to be that wall with some freakishly freakish athletes coming at him? Like at right, all right. Yeah. So I think some reasons to be like, okay, like you know, this the reason why he's not, you know, maybe considered in the first second round. You know, again, we 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 mentioned the athleticism. He he's not. Um, he doesn't have that great lateral agility. Um, even though he and he has a lot of experience, but I feel like he needs uh, to be in a system where, you know, it's really not too difficult for him to pick up schemes. Or if you're going to have use him as a developmental guy, you know, that's probably why his draft stock right now is third, fourth round. But I still think, yeah. you know, every prospect is going to have, you know, uh, their issues. Right. And it's really easy yeah. to get into this period of the season and just start nitpicking players. But I think he's a really solid prospect. He's six, one and a half. He's going to be around 335 pounds. So he's yeah. a big guy. Um, so I, I really do like him. Now I got to watch him uh, when, when they played Michigan and he was destroying that defense line. with nah, guys on there like Mozzie Smith. So uh, I think he had like 28, 29 reps on the bench press um at the combine so he's a strong dude man i, I think he i think he's a good third fourth round That's what, i believe even one rep you could see i think it was against georgia where he basically stonewalled the guy he tried to jump and like when you yeah. see these two big humans he just lifted the guy up and was like now you sit back down and it was just kind of like yeah he's strong as hell but his feet do move a little slow ready for the vote yeah dude Let's number go. four is Cody Mock. Now, this is the jokes about the no teeth, no problem. Uh, big number 70 in that green and yellow from North Dakota State. Um, wait. Yeah, yeah, North Dakota, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, North Dakota. Okay. I always get them and the Jackrabbits mixed up. 
Uh, but yeah, North. Uh, he was North Dakota State. Um, now I said he did play. I believe in college he played some left tackle, but he's gonna move inside to probably guard and center. Um, he's a dog down there though. Uh, but yeah. I just think that it's gonna depend on the line that he gets adopted to, and you know the team scheme. But I, I liked him though. Yeah, Cody Mock. Now keep in mind this dude is like he's a six year senior, bro. So he's. <laughs> This dude's been playing, you know, off the yeah. line for a long time when it comes to college football. But uh, he, you know, like we talked about with Steve Avila, Cody Mock is a little different because he offers uh, really good athleticism. You know, like if you're going to play interior offensive line, you need to be able to get to the second level and, uh, yeah. and 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 cross the face of linebackers, get on blocks and stuff like that. Um, so he he does a really good job of that. Um, you know, I feel like. You know, in terms of pulls and moving screens, I think he's adequate there. Uh, I think he's an easy mover. You know, th this dude is six foot five, 300 pounds. So he's a little bit lean uh, in terms mm -hmm. of interior offensive line, but he's a savvy player with tons of experience. And I think, you know, if you're a team like uh, the 49ers or a team like the Dolphins or, or even the Broncos uh, that, that run these zone kind of schemes, I think he's best served there. You know, he's not going to be your guy for the pin and pull because he doesn't necessarily win with power. Uh, you know, he yeah. wins with length and and lean and, uh, you know, just kind of moving guys, you know, getting being in the right and spot knowing, and anchoring down. You know, right? Yeah, he's knowing where to be. Right. So he he's not he's not necessarily a mauler, but he he does have that technical refinement that you would need in an offensive lineman like this guy play tackle. So, you know, that he's comfortable at being on an island. Right. Yeah. Um, the arm is short. To, he got to, he, he's got yeah, exactly. And that's he, what he I was going to get to. For a lineman. <laughs> yeah, he's got he's got like 32 and three H uh, in some yeah. arms, you know, so. And that's why he's got to play guard. He has a foot movement, the foot speed, I think, to be able to play tackle. But with those short arms, he he would get eaten alive by by NFL uh, defensive ends. That's got anything else on Cody? Uh, that's it. All right. Well, let's go to the next one. I got is Joe Tip Tip Tipman. Tip Joe Tipman. He's an O lineman out of Wisconsin. Now, to me personally, before I let starting to go in, I'll just tell you like this. If he's from Wisconsin and he plays O-line, he knows what he's doing. Right. Uh, that's rule number one. Rule number two, I, or thing number two, I guess you could say, is I call him the O-line bot. Now, when I looked at him, I couldn't really see anything that made me go like, he just did everything really well, very consistently. Like, he's not going to make too many mistakes in my eyes. I think that he's probably the safest choice. Out of all these guys in this in this uh, ranking that we have, uh, but yeah, the O line bot Joe uh, Joe Tipman. What you got for him? Yeah, so Joe Tipman. Uh, now this guy, between him and Osiris Torrance, I feel like Osiris Torrance has a higher ceiling. But when you talk about refinement from an offensive lineman, like this dude is like he's refined. So you know, I think he he's like one of the first guys that you look at, and he has like really good athleticism and but he has incredible That's power close. too so he matches those together um yeah. you know when he when he puts his hands on you you got fierce strong hands that's one of the things you know like in the scouting community when you're watching film with these offensive linemen how like how strong are his hands like can he yeah. can he get on you and can he can he use what they call him um, yeah 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 definitely has he definitely has that um you know, I think uh, he's best utilizing his own scheme. Um, you know, I think his feet remain active. Like, so when, when he's engaged with the defensive lineman, like his feet are still churning. So he's trying to move yeah. you out of the way. Um, and, and this is a guy that, that went to the University of Minnesota. So he's 
you know, accustomed to, to playing, you know, like that gritty kind of run the ball kind of football. So that that's one of the things that helps these Big Ten offensive linemen like Wisconsin, all these guys. Oh, he started he started in Minnesota? Yeah, yeah. This dude started. Okay, so, I didn't know that. Yeah, wait, man. wait, wait. Did did number one okay, we'll get to it. I was say, did number one take his job? But no, nah, uh we'll get to it. Yeah, yeah, for sure, that, for sure. Yeah, you know because yeah, okay. Well, anyways, y'all we'll get there. No, no, no. He's not um, I'm just saying, like in the, the style of playing the Big Ten, like Joe Tittman played in Minnesota. We're obviously, you know. You know, uh, John Michael Smith. Well, he yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I, I was, I was saying, I knew, I was like, I didn't know he went to Minnesota first. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think you know when you when you look at Joe Titman, I think you know his flexibility is is a, a huge upside. Uh, height, weight, athleticism. He's a, he's six foot six, so he's a guy. He's a big that, dude. He's, he's a, a big, big dude. dude. Like he's a towering interior offensive lineman. Uh, but again. With that size, this is what makes him like, okay, like I could really draft him in the second rounds because with his size, he has the functional strength and athleticism to really do a, you know, a, and he, a solid job. And I listened, I, I'm, I'm not, I even listened to an interview he had. Like he seems like he's very businesslike and gets it. Like, like I, I like, this is my job. I move people. Let's do what we need to do to move people. And like he just like I think that like offensive linemen in the in the league they're very business oriented about their job. Like I have to just keep you from getting to the quarterback, and I have to move you when we run the ball. And I think he was talking. To, I think even he was talking about running the ball. And he was like, "You want to run it every play? You can run it every play. If you want to give me a break to pass it, then I'll pass it." And I was like, "O line bot." <laughs> I was like, "O line bot," because he's just like, if if Siri was an O lineman. There you have it. He's gonna do exactly what you tell him to do. Yeah, at a, good, at a good rate. And it is, you know, again, he's he's best utilized in a in a zone scheme. But I think one of the more underrated um, you know, traits that it has is his awareness. I think he's he he has a really high IQ. Uh, and so I think that's gonna bowl well for him. You know, I again, you know, if you were to like I know it sounds very homerish, but like when I think of him, I think of Mitch Morse for the Bills. Like when you get these guys to the second level, like not only are they going to be where they're supposed to be, but he's he's looking to finish somebody, and that's exactly at six foot six. That's, I mean, yeah, that's it's one thing I did notice, like a difference about some of these linemen, and you really don't notice it like in the game because some of them are like just like, right. let me do my rep, let me get it done, uh, and then some of these guys are like, I'm going to fucking hurt you. Like this, this big massive body is going to end up on top of you, and yeah. like all of it is going to slam on top of you, and so you better get outside them white lines. Like you better run out of bounds. Um, right. So yeah, I like that about him too. Yeah, I like I'm so, all offensive lines. The next guy we talk about is that for show. Um, right. But yeah, I like that about my. And sorry, I I said Joe Tipman is at Wisconsin. All these Big Ten teams, man, they they just look alike. No, I, I, thought, I thought I, I mean, yeah. but you know, with the NIL and transfer portals, I was like. He could yeah. transfer, so I wasn't, you know what I'm saying? I wasn't sure. But he's that people that let you know how close they are in ranking because he's he's that good that he almost, you know what I'm saying, matches the number one guy. But you want to get to number two. Number two is my favorite. Oh, so you're an Osiris Torrance guy. Yeah, I, well, I he follows the same. I follow the same uh, exact thing I said about Wisconsin linemen. Mm-hmm. Give me Florida dudes normally work it out. and But yeah. he's got he's got some nasty to him. And he's really strong. And he just strikes me as the guy that, like, when you line up across from him, like, he looks like he looks at you and says, like, hey, how's your day been? Don't matter. It's about to go bad. Like, yeah. because I'm going to use – okay, so 
what I noticed was Steve, Steve, uh, he remind Steve, him and Steve Avila, yeah. Avila, him and Steve Avila, my bad, Stevie, him and Steve Avila, they both remind looked at me like they, they were like both like, oh my god, these guys look like very scary if they get their hands on you. But see, Avila is like, if you get in my bubble and I have to block you, I'll get you. Osiris, he looks for you. Yeah, you are the smaller human, and I'm going to crush you. Like, and I'm going to make you feel it. So he he's actually my favorite of all of them. I think that he's got a lot of upside. I think he does have some things he needs to work on because he guesses wrong sometimes. Um, and gets beat that way. But uh, but as far as just like the build and just how how he looked out there on the field and his aggression, I would love to have Osiris Torrance on the team. Yeah, so you know when you evaluate his film, like this dude is extremely aggressive. Like this is the kind of like makeup that you want. Uh, from your offensive lineman, you know, I, I think his his best ability um, is in the run game. Like, again, you know, you you just said it, where he goes and he he seeks to destroy yeah. the defensive lineman. The problem with him, he's so big, right? But he doesn't ha- – He he's not um, a guy that – he's definitely not a zone uh, offensive lineman. You know, he he's more in a – You tell him where to go. Right, right, go right, right, right. Yeah. So go get him, right? It's, it's, it's the kind of thing. So you, you got your – your pin and pull, you got your gap schemes, right? Uh, that's what he'd be really, really good at, right? So a team like Tennessee Titans would, would benefit him. Yeah. Uh, a team like um, the the Rams would be really good for him, and the Patriots would be good for him. Uh, he has this extremely high motor. Um, you talk about strength. This dude is he's he's really strong now. Don't get caught up in you know his bench press reps at the combine, you know, because he only he only put up uh, twenty three reps, but you know, there's there's reps and then there's play strength. And when you look at his yeah. play strength, he's <clears throat> he does a really good job. Right. His problem comes in pass protection where I feel like, you know, when he's faced with, you know, athletic interior office alignment, I think they can pose a problem because they can get under his pads and stuff like that and make moves on him. Uh, you know, he could do a really good job of handling the bull rush, right? Mm-hmm. But I think his lower body probably needs some more work at the next level good thing for him he's going to the nfl where you know you're going to be with some of the best nutrition some of the best yeah. uh facilities to where you can better yourself so i think that's a knock on him if he didn't have those issues he would be the number one guy with by a long shot but i think he still needs some uh technical refinement but when you're talking about his impact in the run game you're going to see that day one right when yeah. he gets uh to whatever team drafts him he's going to be a mauler so uh, if you're yeah. looking for if you're a team that's looking for a guy that can come in and set the tone and be that that dude that's like, OK, he's going to come and kick your ass. Well, Osiris Torrance is that dude. So uh, he can anchor in pass protection. But again, he definitely has some work to do there. Uh, he's scheme specific. You know, we talked about that. And then he, he's not a guy that's really athletic. But at six foot five, 330 pounds, he has long arms. Uh, yeah. You know, I think he's a good prospect. So he's number two on the list. Yeah, and I will say this though uh, to finish it up because as a fan of the official O line university, that's Oklahoma University. Um, shout out Creed Humphrey, where your ring strong. Um, I will say for those of us that look at offensive linemen, I don't give a fuck about their combine because Orlando Brown Jr. I'll put, I'll, I'll just say that. I'll, I love I'll say Orlando that. Brown. No, no, they, everybody does now, but I don't know if you remember his combine and his like pre workout and everything that went into that. Everybody was like. Ew, no. And I was like, I've watched this kid fucking the whole time he's in school. Right. So, so and, and I, I will say guys like Osiris that have that like combine that make you say, uh, does he want it? Man, this dude's six foot five toting around 350 pounds all the time, bro. Like sometimes, unless it's time to get it, 
like these guys, especially on the O-line, they ain't finna go get it because it's not worth it. But you put that helmet on them, put them in the trenches, and tell him, hey, man, that guy in front of you is going to try to get to the quarterback. They make it happen. I think Osiris is going to be a very good addition um, to an NFL roster. Oh, for right sure. away. For sure. For sure. Number one, we have John Michael Schmitz. Um, that is the offensive lineman from Minnesota, six foot four, three hundred twenty pounds. Um, now, when I watched him again, another very polished guy, um, very polished. Uh, looked like he had a lot of knowledge of what he was doing. When I watched guys like him, he kind of marked me as like kind of like DB. I feel like O linemen and defensive backs have this thing in common to where I don't want to hear your name. Unless they're telling me right. how big you are, and unless you just like really just demolish somebody on a block, and, and the world has to see how grimy it gets in the trenches. And he's this guy, like he's like you're not you're not gonna hear my name for fucking up. Like I'm gonna do my job every time, and it's it's more than likely it's gonna work out for us, man. Yeah, dude. So I mean, he's number one for a reason, man. This guy, uh, well, he's he's six foot four, three. Yeah, I think he's gonna be like three hundred twenty, three thirty. I don't know. He's gonna be somewhere around there, but it's gonna fluctuate. You know, you know how we talked about like Michael Meyer, the tight end, is a guy that can yeah. come in day one and be that dude. Like that's what John Michael Smith's and yeah. I, his name is so corny. Like, can we just get that out <laughs> of the way real quick? This dude is like. His parents fumbled the bag. Like, but, it, but it fits Smith. though. But it fits it, though. It, it sounds like a box of cornflakes. That's how generic it does. It, it does. But, but you know what? You walking yeah. up, you like it. But it also sounds like I got that man, John Michael. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, you know what I'm saying? like but, hey, John you know, Jacob Jingleheimer yeah. Schmitz. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but my 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 dude's walking in. He's a millionaire. Like he's gonna. I think he's gonna mm -hmm. be a first round selection. Um, and, and this dude. What he offers in terms of punch and power at the point of attack as an offensive lineman, like I feel like you know his first step is extremely underrated. Like he's he has quick feet. Um, you yeah. know, I feel like uh, he's he's stout in terms of pass protection, where he can anchor down. Um, you know, second level. I think he's a guy that could really flash and get to the second level to assist in the run game. Um, and then you know he doesn't have like the the aggressiveness as a Osiris Torrance, but what he yeah. does have, he plays with such poise. Like it's so methodical when you watch him play. Like, yeah. you know, this guy, uh, he, he had over, I think like 35 career starts at center uh, for the Gophers. Um, you know, yeah. he, he can execute blocks um, extremely well. I feel like also, you know, he doesn't overextend himself. So, like, again, we're talking about technical refinement. Like, he does a really good job of using his hands and using his leverage uh, to displace defenders in the run game. So, he's extremely consistent. He understands angles. You know, he's a guy that that can call protections at the offensive line, and that's what you're going to need. So, I, I would, yeah. uh, for a guy like him, I would love to see him go to a team where, you know, you have like you're drafting a young quarterback because he what yeah. he can do at the offensive line to kind of get guys in the right place at as such a as a young player being a rookie. I think he would really help, you know, a guy like it'd be awesome if, you know, Houston could take him because he could come in there and just kind of settle in, you know, with his quarterback and yeah. do his thing. But, um, you know, he's going to he's going to be a guy that we hear his name when he's drafted and then we're going to hear his name in a couple of years when he gets his big contract. Exactly. Other than that, other than that, you're just gonna see the team that he's playing on being able to run and pass the ball. Yeah. Um, some some areas where he probably should improve. I think his pad level is an issue. 
where you know he he's you know where they say low man wins well sometimes mm-hmm. he you know he plays a little bit higher with a higher pad level and that kind of gets him in trouble at times uh he's a little older so he's coming in he's gonna be 24 years old as a rookie now i, I think in offensive line years like you know you're sorry right. his, his next if you get him in the first round his next contract will be at 29 right so yeah. how much like so teams look at that stuff like so if he was like a 22 think- year old I think it'd be a different story. But I think you can get you can get good offensive line play until a dude's like 35. You know what I'm yeah. saying? A good one. You know yeah, what I'm saying? It, Whatever, right. barring, barring, barring injury. You know what I'm saying? Like, because I think a lot of people don't really think about how this is why this position these positions are so important, how good consistent line play is. And like if someone that can bring you consistent, like I think he'll be able to bring a team consistent line play for like eight, nine, you know, eight, nine years. Like I think he'll really be able to do that. Yeah, barring injury, I think he's even I at twenty four. Like I really do. Yeah, I think he's solid, man. I think he's starting center number one. Like coming out, you know, when I think he has second round value. I, I think he doesn't go past the second round, but I, it'd be nice to see him get taken in the late first round. That'd be really cool. But I, I really do feel like one of these young teams are drafting a quarterback. Will will take a shot at him early second round. Uh, that is that's when I expect to see him go off the board. Yeah. It'll be real interesting to see how team because I think this year we're going to see a lot of. Teams actually have common sense in the draft. Like I really do think that they're gonna be like, oh, maybe maybe we need the linemen, or these skill positions are very popular. But I think all these linemen are in closing. I think all these linemen are pretty good. Um, some of them are gonna be projects. Some guys, you know, you know, may fall off, but all in all, they're the top five for a reason. Um, top five offensive linemen, boogie. Oh, back in the building. Shout out to the offensive line once again. I like to close with what I said at the beginning, and I think all of you will agree. The offensive linemen are the most important guys on the football field for your team's success. So even though they're not skilled position players, as they say, they are the position players that allow you to show your skill. Um, But other than that, yo, what's up with it? I think it's time we got to either or, do we not? That is true. All right. I guess I'll just ride right into it. You know what I'm saying? Hold hold on. I got something for you. So just so y'all know. I did I do my first mock, my first mock draft of the season over oh. at footballrumblers.com. So y'all y'all should definitely check it out, mock draft 1.0, and see who the Cowboys and your Saints tweet. Tweet that out. Hey, tweet that out so I can retweet it. You know what I'm saying? Share it. And, and also, you guys, don't forget to like, subscribe. You know what I'm saying? We're trying to get them numbers up. Also, we're going to do our sports sushi mock draft. So if you are watching, if you feel like you're interested – uh, you know what I'm saying? Hit one of us up if you know us. Uh, if you don't know us, leave us in the comment section. We can go ahead and find you. And uh, other than that, shit. Boogie? All right. Let's do the dance. All right. So we got our either or coming up. <laughs> so what you got? To do the dance. <laughs> do the motherfucking dance, Sterling. Shit. <laughs> All right. Like, no. baby on no. that one, man. We're going to get him. We're going to get him. Put that shit on. Put that shit on. Um, so, of course, as I always do in these either-or situations, I like to go ahead and put up uh, something that follows a the theme uh, with, you know, our draft spotlight. Uh, so, it's it's offensive linemen. This one's going to be pretty cut and dry. I just want you guys to pick. If offensive linemen is not your bag, put it in the comments. We can meet Sterling. You know, everybody else can teach you a little bit more about why this position is so important. But this is a good one, I think. Uh, straight off the top of the dome, would you rather have Trishan Works? Or Trent Williams in a prime. 
I ain't even got to talk. I told y'all, O line University is. I think you know where I'm going with this. I'm going Trent all day, every day, twenty four seven. Trent, I would have to go with Trent as well. Yeah, Trent so, Worth is very good, but I, it's very, very good though. Very, very fucking good. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, Silverback is what I even hate calling him that, bro. No, I I hate calling him that. It depends on who gave him the nickname. Because right, I feel like. It? Oh uh, yeah, I feel like if if a nigga gave him a nickname, a black dude came, I call him Silverback. I, I like a black dude gonna right. call you Silverback. Yeah, exactly. That's something. Exactly. Is it not? I just and he went to Oklahoma. I'm not gonna lie, I love the Boomer Sooners, but they got a couple out there. Yeah. Boy, so I, you know what, man? This dude, like, when you talk about like a guy that can get out in space and just cause disruption, and then at the point of attack, he's gonna destroy you. Like Trent Williams is probably. Boy. Outside of Orlando Pace, now Orlando Pace is a Hall of Famer in his own right, but I feel like Trent Williams, man, is like the new generation of offensive linemen. Like the dude is just so good, and he, you know, he doesn't. I feel like he doesn't get recognized as much as he should. Like you, he's a household name, but like he should yeah. have even more accolades. You know, being with the Redskins, they kind of screwed him and, and so forth. Oh, so. damn near killed the man. Um, right. But no, nah, no, nah, he's he's that good. Like, I, I like if you watch San Francisco tape on, if you see anything, I, half, half the time you see him pulling, you see guys on defense trying to figure out a way to stay alive. They're just looking like, please don't let this big man get their hands on me. But I will say this to Tristan, even though I didn't pick you and Sterling to pick your boogie, did you get Trent? Mm-hmm. Okay, you didn't get picked, but you are a phenomenal football player. And anybody that Tom Brady looks at and says, I trust you as a rookie uh, to get me this ring, uh, you nice, you nice. But I think it's a unanimous decision. Um, but I couldn't think of anybody that I could have put up against Trent Williams besides Tristan Wirfs because Trent Williams is that fucking awesome. Shout out to Trent Williams. Tunzel just plays for Houston. He's not the best in the game. Jeremy Tunzel. Now, I would have said you could try like other. Uh, what about like Orlando Pace? You know. Well, I mean, I I didn't want to go back in time. I wanted to use two. Like Jeremy Tunsil is awesome, but he's not Trent. And I and I honestly, I yeah. honestly, he deserves his bag, but he's not Tristan Wirfs either. But I will say this: shout out to Jeremy Tunsil because he. Uh, yeah. he but shout out, out, shout out, bro, shout out, get your bag for sure. No negotiating shit. I just had to say, shotgun, don't try that. Your fan is showing. Zip it up. <laughs> he's, Man, the what the fuck? he's the best because he's the highest paid because he's the latest to get paid you mean to tell you Trent, if Trent Williams was the same age as him he would not be the top hey Trent Williams is top two and he not two real shit real shit ask a so look uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, go to the NFL uh, which probably and as you know, the free agency is underway. Um, yes, so sir. Larry Tunzel did get paid, negotiate the deal for himself, uh, reset the market uh, a second time. You know, no, no, he had Omni Saint, Saint Omni. Oh, well, yeah, so y'all don't I mean, know about Saint Omni? Well, no, I just seen he's uh, uh the Pat uh, on uh, the Pat uh, show. He Man, had, say so, Saint Omni, not even a real nigga, bro. I don't believe it. Like I'm with Pac-Man Jones. This nigga not real. Where is he? Show me. You know what I'm saying? I really okay. So they had a story. I believe it was Pat McAfee. I'll shout out to the Pat McAfee show. Um, I fuck Boston Connor every day, all day. It's all love though. FBC. Um, <laughs> but nah. Um, eight year olds for life. But nah. Um, I was watching the show and they were actually talking about um this 
I forget who it was. It was another. It was another NFL player that was negotiating deals, but he used the name Mr. Kim, and he was like, "So, if the ownership is like, yo, man, we gotta pay you. We don't. We want to pay you this amount. Ah, right, let me check with Mr. Kim. Same Omni as Mr. Kim reincarnated. He's 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 nigga Kim. He's just Saint Omni. You know what I'm saying? Like, and Tunzel's a G though. If I don't know if y'all watched it, but go watch the Pat McAfee show. Watch him. Tunzel played into it. He had a guy walk across the screen. That had like his hand over his face and like he was walking by like he was handling some business on the phone. Um, but I really do believe it's something that players are using. It's like a make what was that? What was that movie? Blank check. Mm-hmm. It's like that nigga from Blank Check. They just make up a name and like yeah. I bet you if you ask St. Omni to pop out, he wouldn't. <laughs> Ice Spice could come out and say, I want to go on a date with you, St. Omni, and he wouldn't show up. Cause he's not yeah. real. He only comes out whenever players need to uh, negotiate deals. Yeah, but that's all he need to do. Yeah, it might be it might be David Mulligetta. Who knows? He's not sanctioned by the NFL. He's helping all these players happen to be black get these deals. You know, I don't know, or maybe that female. I forget her name. I gotta look her name up. I forget her. Maybe that female. I just don't believe. Or what if it's Antonio Brown or Kanye West? It could. What the fuck? What if St. Omni is Kanye West? He's like, yeah, y'all niggas thought I was going away. No, I was just switching professions. <laughs> I'm St. Right. Omni, nigga. But yeah, definitely some winners and losers uh, for this uh, free agent period. Uh, so let's get into uh, let's just get into it. Um, a lot of a lot of teams that made a lot of moves. Some didn't make didn't do jack shit. So uh, I was gonna ask y'all who's y'all's. I was gonna say fuck it. Who's y'all's top three like that got better? Let's be positive first. Okay, I was I would throw the Texans up there. Yeah, um, okay, I'm gonna win it. That's one of my. Hey, that's why I fuck with you, Charlie. That's one of my three. Yeah, man. They, 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 they made John Smith. Uh, you got Devin Perryman. Perry. Uh, they made some major moves, man. The they got Perryman today, Woods, I believe. Yeah. That Bobby Woods. I mean, yeah. you know, this is a team that 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 lacked depth and starters everywhere. I mean, there's not a guys, position guys, on the they side. They got a prime time tied in. They got Dalton yeah. Schultz, baby. Right, right, right. Former Cowboys. See, you know about that action. I feel, like, I feel like the Texans have gotten way better, man. Way better. Okay, I got go. one for you guys. Go um, I guess. Oh, do you want to go to your – you want to get – you? Get, well, you said Texas Boogie. What's yours? You have one Boogie? I'll go next. It don't matter. No, I had to say the Texans because they just solely made the most moves. Uh, I, I'll say number two would be Chicago. Number, you uh, say Chicago? Yeah. yeah no, number Chicago. two. Bro, okay. Okay, Chicago. Okay, we'll go over Chicago first because mine, I believe, I believe someone's about to come the fuck up. But let's go over Chicago first because I got, I got all of them here. Um, so we got, um, DJ Moore acquired for the for the uh, first Tremaine. overall pick, as we say, Tremaine Edmonds, which is really good. He's a really good pickup because he's still young. Sorry, Sterling didn't mean to. I know, I know, tennis, I know, but man. you know, but you, t- but hey, sports who should be telling y'all niggas now? All y'all out there that just want to talk shit. And whenever Sterling posts something or I post something, be like, oh, what the fuck is going Hey, I'm not going to lie. Sterling told us like three weeks ago, Tremaine Evans is young and he about to be out the door and he's going to be a good free agent pickup for somebody. And Chicago bounced up on that. Nate nope. Davis, play guard. Um, TJ Edwards, a linebacker. Uh, Demarcus Walker, defensive end. They got some running backs. Travis Homer, um, long snapper. They did pick up PJ Walker. Uh, I'm just going to give everybody some love. Andrew Billings, a defensive tackle. Robert Tunyon. And uh, Deontay Foreman, which I think yeah, is one of the most underrated running backs in the motherfucking league. And as I like the Oklahoma Sooners, I can tell you, I hate saying that. 
but no, boy is nice. Um, but the Chicago Bears are dope. But um, what y'all got on them? I I think the I think the trade of the pick was their their piece teller's mm-hmm. fault. Mm-hmm. Hey, I you know what? Um, if I had to throw another team in there, I would have to say the Denver Broncos. Man, like you know, Russell Wilson uh really came out in this because what they were Not really was killing me. They really oh, came man, in. No, they really came in and got guys on the offensive line that could come in and play, man. Like, so I think any time where you can get better at offensive line and free agency, uh, you know, I can't – I you, you got to be excited about that. was the, the Broncos' kryptonite last season was their off, I got lack you, of offensive line play. I'll name them all because they did get Mike McGlinchey. Mike McGlinchey, yep. Dog. Uh, Chris Manhurst, a tight end. Uh, Alex Singleton as a linebacker. Zach Allen for defensive end. Samaje Piran at running back, which yep. is really good. Um, Jared Stidham, uh, Ben Powers, offensive line. Uh, Corliss Whitman, that's a punter. Still show love. Yeah, I know. Uh, Quinn Bailey, offensive line. Jonas Griffin, uh, linebacker, fullback. Michael Burton, and a punter. And Riley Dixon. Since both of you seem to forget that Detroit Rock City has loaded the fuck up. The Lions are my number one come up besides me being a Cowboy fan, and I'll say that we did good too. But as far as like when I look around the league and I'm seeing all these teams do their thing, the Detroit Lions. Hey, I'm going to say the Detroit Lions going to win the North next year. Oh, yeah. The Detroit Lions. Yeah, they totally could. I'm, I'm just saying the Detroit Lions are going to win the NFC North. Let me go over this list real quick for you. Give me one moment. I got, I got you if you, if you want it. I, I already know. You want me to go on? I can oh, you can, you can name them off, too. I, I, you can yeah, name them off, too. I know. Yeah, so Cam got, Sutton was their big one, right? Uh, three Cam years, Sutton. Um, yep, yep. And they got CJ uh, Gardner-Johnson from the Eagles. But, bro, well, hold up. Eight million. Emmanuel, Emmanuel Mosley from yep. the 49ers. Yep. Um, let me see. Uh, Will Harris. Mm-hmm. Um, they picked up – you already said Gardner-Johnson – they picked up – now, I love all their pickups, uh, Isaiah Bugs, whatever. I can go over the list, but I love all their pickups because they not only picked up, like, good football players, but they picked up guys that played for the Eagles, playoff yeah. team, Super Bowl team, yeah. San Francisco, winner. Um, like, they picked up guys from teams that really win games. So I think that the Detroit Lions are going to win the North, and I think that they should have expectations to do so. And they are my number one team in free agency right now. I don't. I don't think anybody's really fucking with what the Detroit Lions are building right now. I don't think people see it coming. And I think that from weeks one to four next year, we're going to look at the Detroit Lions and say, "Holy shit!" Like they are. They're about to get it. Like they, I don't know if they're going to. I'm not saying Super Bowl, but I'm saying division winner, perennial playoff contender, and the Cowboys probably going to beat them in the playoffs. Thank like you. Speaking of the Cowboys. We can do it real quick. You know what I'm saying? It, 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 they wouldn't be a show unless the Cowboys got mentioned. You know what I'm saying? So, But the Cowboys, I will give a shout-out to my Cowboys. Um, I want to say it is a love for the free agents. The love hate Cowboys. It is a love. Um, I will say, Zeke, man, hey. He gone. I, I, he gone, and I miss him. But I will say this, though. This is one rule that you should always follow when talking about NFL draft and running back. You do not draft a super cold running back to a shitty team in today's NFL because all of his best carries will be wasted, and you will be sitting there wondering, why the fuck does not does Zeke not look like 2014 Zeke? And it's because you have wasted 
all those carries with your team not being able to win that shit. So uh, sorry for Zeke. That's just how it goes for running backs. I really hope that one day we get to a point where running backs have a new scale to like where if you, let's say you get drafted and you rush for a thousand yards in your first like year or two years, uh, you can restructure at that point. I don't think running backs should be hold um, just because, you know what I'm saying, they don't last long because any team that you look at with a super cold running back, they do do work. Like a running back does work. It's just a matter of having your team built before you get them. Tony Pollard, franchise tag here. I know what's up. It's a great signing. Donovan Wilson, really like that signing. Uh, Ste- uh, Stephon Gilmore, of course, really loved that trade. They re-signed Le- Leighton Vanderish. Uh, CJ Goodwin, underrated special team player. Really like him getting back. Cooper Rush, always good to have a backup when you know your quarterback can get hurt. Now, this is the one um, that I just want to harp on. Ronald Jones, you fumble a lot. I'm not going to get into you. And Chuma Idoga, cool beans. No, I told you, niggas. This is why I'm going to take my time to toot my motherfucking horn. Because I told you niggas weeks ago, not you two, but the niggas out there, I told y'all. I told y'all too. What I say? When I said the Cowboys need speed. There's one guy I'd really like for the Cowboys to get. Yeah, that, you, said, did. you Brandon did. You did. motherfucking cooks. And they wait, went and got him, and I am happy. Wait, wait, that is wait, why wait, we wait, have wait, 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 wait. You, in the words of Pops Williams, I mean Pops Jones, you ain't tell me shit. I was out here saying it with your ass. I said That's at true. the trade deadline that they tried to get him. Uh, okay. The Texas tried to trade him. I said be on the lookout because hey, it might still well, be on the table. Boogie, and, hey, I apologize. You wasn't a part of it. Okay, so I'll take it back. Not y'all it. niggas, but niggas out there. Yeah, let's let them know. Niggas. You know what I'm saying? Them or, niggas, them niggas you <laughs> niggas, you niggas out there that did not believe. Let me tell you, I'm trying to teach you something, even though you don't want to go to class. You know what I'm talking yeah. about. But no, I'm really cl- I'm really glad they got him. Mr. Thousand Yards. He does his job every year. He's on the team, and I really fuck with him. Boogie, I know you know he played for your two favorite teams. So like, yeah, so, really so, like it. So, so my analysis of, of of Cooks was, you know, um, we got him on early. You know, whenever he was with the Saints, but you know, he wanted to be number one. They got Michael Thomas. You, you know, and business took over. Um, but all in all, you know, his injuries I say is behind him. Um, cause he had a, 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 a stint of, you know, concussions and stuff like that whenever he was with the Patriots and the, uh, Rams, but, um, they definitely still got the speed. He still can give you a thousand yards, irregardless of who's throwing to him as he's shown you, you know, we've mm-hmm. done it in Houston with Davis Mills, um, with Jared Goff, uh, with whoever. So, you know, etc. etc. Et so he can give you a thousand yards. You know, he's played with some of the best of the best and some of the worst of the worst. So, worry, hey, you yeah. know, so, uh, as far as like Dallas Cowboys fans, yes, you got a legit deep threat and a guy that can, you know, give you a good, you know, solid thousand yards. Uh, so you got a number two, you know, he's not going to, he ain't going to take over. He ain't, he's not going to be your number one. You know, he's not going to well, see. He, I said, not, I don't want to, Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, he's he's not going to you know take over CD CD Lamb's spot. No, he's he's probably going to be the number two or three option in the past. You know, so but you know he will give you you know your your consistent thousand thousand plus. He's he's now. gonna do he's gonna do his job. I'll let you ahead start. Yes. He's just gonna do his job. So have y'all heard of the old DeAndre Hopkins stuff today? I heard that he might be I didn't going hear to today. The, uh, the the pats that's what I heard the pats yeah. that's what you heard mm-hmm. well there's rumblings that the bills might be in play look, look, look at the face Russ just made look at the face <laughs> he just made it's, it's really? yes yes really? so so Ed Oliver 
Houston guy. Y'all yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. He made wait, his way. Wait, wait. Y'all motherfuckers trying to get a D Hop yeah. and Diggs. Yeah, so that's that's, that's the play solid. right now. That's so uh, it ain't third place. That ain't I'll change my prediction. That ain't third place. No. So oh, what man. I've heard, what I've heard now, I don't I don't have a source close to the situation, but I do have a source that's close to the situation. That that there are the talks have hmm. the bills were aggressive today in pursuit of DeAndre Hopkins. Uh Josh Allen followed DeAndre Hopkins on Instagram today. DeAndre Hopkins posted some stuff about lyrics to Buffalo Soldier. Uh now I don't think that's all coincidence. So I don't know if, I mean, obviously everything has to line up. The money has to line up because the bills don't have a lot of cap space. The compensation would have to line up. So mm-hmm. I am I would say that the bills would probably offer up Ed Oliver and a third or a fourth or something like that. And I, that gets the job done. And then I think the, the Cardinals would have to eat up some of that, uh, that cap space for D hop to come to make that work. But um, mm-hmm. if the bills could somehow come out of this with Deandre Hopkins that offense is gonna be nasty. No, it's that's that's a really good pickup because okay, so here's my thing about receivers and my thing about so people that know I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan, but I wasn't I respect DeAndre Hopkins and I think he's dope. But I everybody knows me, I was never like, let's go get him because I don't I believe your your three your top three receivers should be three different type of guys. You gotta have one guy that's a slot speedy guy that just causes havoc across deep routes. Uh, middle of the field, you got to have one possession guy that can eat it up, and then you got to have one guy that's just straight line speed. Like he is just gonna burn, 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 burn. And so the Cowboys don't have, did not have that. And I didn't feel like if you added DeAndre Hopkins, you'd be adding another guy that does what your two guys do really well. He, CD Lamb is. We hope CD Lamb becomes what DeAndre Hopkins is. Is is a guy that catches everything, but he's not fitting to burn everybody. He's not finna like you know what I'm saying like like Gallup same thing not finna burn nobody you're not slow but we're not counting on you to do that so me as a football team I don't want three guys out there that need to eat up the same space you know what I'm saying give me two give me two guys out there that get open in that space and give me one guy out there that's proven to stretch that shit out and that's what I love about Brandon Cooks because Brandon Cooks is like throw me on that nine and I got you like they will have to guard me and even if they do guard me on the nine then your two dynamic receivers across the middle will make it happen and thirdly the fact that he's played for so many different quarterbacks he'll be able to catch anything that Dak throws because we know Dak gets shaky at times. yeah I, I like to I love move. it I, I love it for you guys man you, you get a number two wide receiver but I think people really underestimate what Brandon Cooks really brings to the table he could get it at all three levels man and, and the fact that he's going to open up your offense it's going to really help CD Lamb uh work in the short intermediate areas um, even Marcus Pollard coming out of the backfield catching balls because yeah. what Brandon but, is going to do is going to clear a lot of that stuff out. Yeah, I want to pivot though back to the Bills because that was supposed to be like I know that sweeps the Cowboys in there, but back to the Bills. The reason why that's really good with the Bills because you just got what I'm talking about with the Cowboys times ten because now you have a guy that speed burner on your one side and digs who can also run routes very well. But you already know Sterling, he can if you line up close to him. Hey man, I'm getting on your hip. I'm out of there. So if you put a guy like DeAndre Hopkins, which I love, my favorite receiver combination, speed to the right, possession to the left. Flip-flop it if you want, but give me a speed guy on one side and a good-ass possession guy on the other, and you got yourself a tandem. If you have a good quarterback, you got yourself a tandem that cause a lot of problems. So if they do make that happen, the Bills, yeah, I, I I I will take back the third place. I will take that shit back. 
Um, now if the he Jets take it back, <laughs> no, 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 no. The Jets still gonna win it, but I do believe that y'all be able to surpass the Dolphins if y'all make that happen. Now the Jets gonna win it if they get if they get Aaron Rodgers, they gonna win it, bro. Period. That's gonna happen. Bro. <sighs> That's yet to be determined. Uh, yeah, the, the deal still ain't done yet. Yeah, you see the trades they made today? Yeah, they're they making room. Yeah, they making Bye-bye, Elijah. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Elijah uh, Moore went yeah, to Yeah, we the, need uh, more Cleveland. money for Aaron. Yeah, definitely went to the Cleveland Browns. It's um, a good pickup for the Browns, though, on the cool. Yeah, uh, for yeah. the Cleveland people watching, if y'all do watch, it's a good pickup for y'all because now y'all got Coop, y'all got uh, Elijah, and, and Joku, and I forget their other receiver. I forget that they're, uh, they have a, they had already had another receiver there, but it's a good mix-up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Deshaun come back right. Y'all got, some, y'all got some talent out there, so it's a good even trade, but Sterling, Aaron, go to the Jets. She hey, it's, I, man, I don't know what the holdup is, man. I, I I feel like that deal should already been done, man. I don't know what the holdup is. I think uh, from niggas greedy Rogers in these streets. That's yeah, why he said, he said yeah. the the, uh, the Packers are kind of dug in on their compensation what they want. And they want that thirteen. Yeah, yeah I think I it's think the thirteenth for the first round thirteen. But if I'm the Packers, I mean, if I'm the Jets, yes. Like nigga, give me your first pick. Why the fuck would I give you a third round pick just because some just because Mike Tannenbaum did that shit twenty years ago? Stop playing with me, <laughs> my nigga. Like I will give you this. I will give you this. Uh, this third. But if I'm if I'm the uh, Packers though, I'm also like, nah, bro. Like you need to come off a of first. It's fucking Aaron Rodgers. You know what I'm saying? But we are gonna see. It's gonna get worked out though. Yeah. I okay. don't think I, I don't think that they're gonna have to give up that first though. Hopefully I don't think it's gonna happen. They want to though. They 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 might have to. Yeah. They might have to, but I don't know, man. Yeah. Like, I don't know, cause like if I'm a GM, like because if I'm the okay, if I'm the Jets and y'all could put yourselves in the Jet shoes, if I'm the Jets, I'm sitting back literally saying, if I have enough to be able to get Aaron Rodgers for one year and have to pay him sixty, fuck, I gotta wait. I'll just go get Lamar. You play if you play around way if you play around way too much. I will go to Baltimore, fly out there, call Lamar Jackson, and be like, I got 200 guarantee, bro. Let's go. And you tell me the Jets ain't, ain't exactly as scary. You tell me if you don't put Lamar Jackson out there with all them dudes that they're not exactly as scary. So, like, I, 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 yeah, you know. I, I, I look, I'm on, the, I'm on the side of go get Lamar Jackson. Fuck Aaron Rodgers. Like, seriously, like, you know, you're going to give up assets for the short term for him to – play one year and don't know if he wants to play for two years, blah, blah, blah. I really would just go get Lamar Jackson. I mean, you, you put him and Brees Hall in the same backfield, and then you got Alan Lazar, who, who's a jump ball guy, and then you got McCole Hardman today. You got an extra asset for uh, Elijah uh, Moore. Yeah. I mean, the Jets could make some moves, man, and I don't That's understand why they're so swap. My bad, Sterling. I forgot that one. Fucking McCole Hardman. For, yeah. He basically said Elijah by McCole Hardman in – Cool from the Jets. Yeah, go ahead, Sterling. I just I get Lamar. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, that's all I got to say about that. But yeah, it, it just makes too much sense to me. So the league is blackballing Lamar Jackson, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When a dude that when a dude that was in trouble got all his guarantees, but you know that's the real bad thing about it, though. Lamar Jackson has really been a model citizen. Yep. And he's getting bent over. Yep. And the dude that was not a model citizen got. Two hundred fifty million dollars yeah. guaranteed, or whatever. And, that, and I think that, that that's the the issue. Is like, like he, right. he he was your fall guy. He took the bumps. He was a company man, and you know now you guys kind of don't want to you know pay him. You know, and it looks kind of. Now I don't know kind of. Yeah, you know kinda, now yeah. y'all don't want to give him his money. 
And it, look, it looks bad. It looks bad on the Ravens. Look, said, show me the money. They said, we ain't showing you shit. <laughs> All right, man. So, uh, last week, man, we talked about, uh, you know, March Madness was underway. And uh, we talked about a couple of uh, 16 seeds that uh, could potentially upset or uh, double-seeded. Uh, Boy, was we off? I know some people, you know, we, we were kind of like, oh, you know, no 16 seeds. But God damn. How many oh, no. seeds fell? A nigga yeah. like me had Furman, but I'll say, hey, it's but, no hey everybody, brackets right? It's, it's like huh? no, it's no perfect bracket. It was no perfect. Oh, ain't no perfect bracket. bracket. Ain't like no perfect. perfect. Hey, if you got, if you got a perfect, if you got a perfect bracket, then you are a time traveler, yeah. nigga. <laughs> like, nah, like, that shit is nah. Like, if you got a perfect bracket, now nah, I got one homie that every game literally he was like, man, fuck this bracket. I will say this. Shout out to the niggas that had Furman. You and Club Ruff. Um, Purdue. You fucking suck. Yeah, that was the worst 16-1 loss ever. There's only been two. Man, they it's like they two and a hundred. It's like, yeah, it's, it's two and whatever. Now, I will say this before I, before we begin begin talking about our favorite moments or whatever throughout the first round. Shout out to H. Chang underscore eight. You are in the lead with 490 points at number one. Number two, ESPN fan, followed by a bunch of numbers. Uh, Nicholas Lee, you are number two. Instinctual, you are number four. Victorious, number one, you're number four. And there is no number five. There's four number sixes. Jake Fred, Jake Fried Rice, JJ Judge One, Sammy Dot Two, and Chilo Money Easy. Um, so basically the tournament challenge is fucking bonkers. I don't know if y'all was in that motherfucker, but you saw nobody's in the same place. Um, I guess we can get into our favorite moments, but this shit is fucking Dope. The addition to NIL, the transfer portal, has made the NCAA tournament better than it's ever been. And one more time before you guys start to shout out Purdue from a Hoosier fan. You fucking suck. You ass. Jeez. How do you you got Zach Eady? Like, how do you mess that up? Which I don't you lost to a, You lost to a team whose tallest player was 6'6. Six, six? <laughs> you had a nigga a foot taller than the other team, <laughs> and you still lost. Only Purdue could fuck up that bad. You know, hey, nah, it was, hey, hey, nah, that's, hey, you know, hey, I, I'm just gonna say, yo, sometimes you go to some rec centers and you don't know it's coming, Stern. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Hey, sometimes you play against some brand of basketball, you don't see it coming. Man, <laughs> oh, they different. And that's, that's I think that's, that's true. That's what. Purdue got caught. Um, they just choked, man. Um, but that, of course, that's probably the biggest, the biggest choke, biggest upset of the of the whole tournament. Um, I don't know if y'all had a favorite moment. We can go over some of them. I first round was bonkers. Um, Iowa, Ghost you let Nas you. down. What's up? Goes with the U. Goes fuck you. We ain't gotta talk about the U. No, I'm not gonna lie. You did that thing that you went out there and they played against uh Indiana. I will say this as an Indiana uh, fan. Uh huh. That was the females, right? Uh, both, both, my nigga, both. Indiana lost to you, Miami's females and males. Whoa, all around tall section. Yes, yeah. Um, I will say this though about the females. I don't know too much that went into their loss. I think they just might have had a choke session for the males. Um. It was a five versus four matchup, but Indiana basketball plays tight. 
Um, yeah. I think that Mike Woodson needs to needs to reevaluate some of the Bob Knightishness um, <laughs> in his coaching in his coaching style. No, you can see it. Um, back in the '80s and early '90s, everybody played tight because every coach was like, "I'll whoop your ass." Nowadays, there's more freedom, and you could see players like Hood Shafino were tight. Um, I think it's Trey Trey Edwards was tight. Uh, Trace Jackson Davis is a dog. Uh, but it, I just really believe Geronimo, he played tight. And he's a guy that I think that he's number 53 for IU. He's a guy that I think it really blossomed. But all those players just seem like they're under so much pressure right, right. Um, because they are playing a, a blue blood. They are playing for a blue blood. Um, so, so fuck you, Ghost, but very good game played. And uh, you know what I'm saying? You know, to the free, freedom, freedom riders ride. Texas got a good squad. Um, they beat Penn State, my sleeper. UConn, which I told y'all about, looking real right. strong. But what y'all got? What y'all got? What were some of y'all's favorite moments? I can look up scores and shit for y'all if y'all need to. But what y'all? What did y'all like about y'all's tournament weekend? Well, first of all, let me tell you. Let me be negative for a second. The Big Ten sucks ass. <laughs> they let everybody down. And Michigan State's the last Big Ten team. Wait, the- January, February. Izzo, like, hey, nah, but it's some real shit, bro. Izzo does it every year. Not every, every year. year. He gets, he's been trashed the last four or five years in the, in the, in the tournament. But, he gets it done. He gets it done. But, you know, they're the last Big Ten team in there. But I think, yeah. man, Tennessee is dope. Tennessee is dope, man. Grown-ass fucking men, though. What they did to Duke should have been child abuse. Yeah. They should have called CPS. But they locked the fuck up. That shit was some defense. Hey, what about Princeton? That's what I was about to say. I, I had a homie text me and say they smart and they get to win a tournament game. I was like, bro, that's what you know. Princeton was Princeton was what fifteen two. Uh, let me check. Uh, yeah, were they fifteen seed or something like that? Yeah, fifteen two, no, and they and they also fifteen two. Arizona, you choked, and somebody Arizona. Every time Arizona got a squad that everybody think is gonna do something, them niggas blow it. So Arizona, you don't get any flex bombs or nothing. We just gonna give you a moment of silence. Cause you did, nigga. Shout out to Princeton though, cause Princeton's making it all the way. I think yeah. it ends though for them, cause Creighton got yeah. a squad. Big E stand up yeah. Yeah. for real, real in this tournament. But um, but definitely um, the uh, Sweet Sixteen. Yeah, what? Uh, oh, my bad. I was gonna say, my bad. We we shout out a lot of different teams. I have to give a big, 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 big shout out. One to Arkansas. Arkansas, even though I believe Kansas would have won that if their coach was there, Arkansas, you stood the fuck up and played. But shout out to Kansas State for giving us, Kansas State and Kentucky, you gave us, in my opinion, the most entertaining game of the entire fucking weekend. Point guard Noel, you are what hooping's about. I knew you was about that business yeah. when it became the second half. He was killing them niggas, and he went to the bench and was like, give me a fucking energy cookie. And he ate the energy cookie while looking at Kentucky. And at that moment when he was chomping on that bitch and looking at Kentucky, I said, oh, they're going to lose because he's not coming out the game. But shout out to them. They had a Tomlinson, big man, power forward, playing like a guard out there when he got the ball. Able, like Kansas State, scary. I think Kansas State might make it to the Final Four after that performance. That shit was scary. But Kansas State, what they face off against Michigan State tomorrow. Um, mm-hmm. What are some, uh, some of the matchups uh, y'all looking at? I'm definitely going to be looking at uh, Miami and Houston, and obviously, you know. Yeah. You know Princeton. I want to see Princeton. You know, you know they're, they're the lowest seed in there. You know, I want to see it, man. I want to see it happen. 
Cinderella's dance, man. Uh, I, I, what, what about you, Sterling? Which uh, Sterling's like, we want to see Tennessee, nigga. Tennessee all the way, nigga. Orange stripes. <laughs> hey, I, give me Princeton, dog. I know they're not gonna win. Yeah, but I just want to see what it looks like when a bunch of just smart ass white boys just beat that ass. Back, they they back got some intelligent niggas too. <laughs> they do, but. That team is full of white boys, man, and they doing pick and roll. They doing the backdoor cuts. I mean, it's the Princeton offense. I mean, these boys out here, they look. They don't care about the game. They 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 more worried about their fucking uh, exam that they about yeah, to do man. tomorrow, right? Hey, they gave me shit. They trying to go be the CEO of a new company. Yeah, <laughs> um, so give me I Princeton, think, dog. I think the best game of the weekend. I, I, of course, y'all know this is. The college basketball is my drugs, and I love this shit. But I think the best game of the weekend is going to be Xavier versus Texas. Um, I think that shit's going to bang. Um, I think that shit is going to be the game that gives us damn near overtime, buzzer beater, some of that nature. Xavier versus Texas, if you have free time this weekend. Yeah, that's the late game, right? That's like what, watch yeah. that. Uh, let me see what time. Yeah, I'm looking at That game comes on 845. Yeah, that mm-hmm. game. Um, yeah, that, that game, they're going to bang. No, they go, are going to scrap. I think the Miami-Houston uh, one's going to be real good, too. Um, another one, Arkansas-Yukon's Arkansas, probably going to be good, but keep your – oh, second game, Kansas State-Michigan. That's going to be a rock fight. Just get ready because Kansas State likes to play football. Man, speaking I mean, of uh, Kansas, what happened to Kansas? Michigan State. Uh, Bill Self wasn't there to coach him, man. They lost by one. Arkansas tough, though. Watch Arkansas versus Yukon because – I think UConn's ability to be big in the paint is going to take them over the top, and they got some really good wings. But um, when you look when you look at um, at Arkansas, Arkansas is lengthy. Like they're just certainly you know you hoop, bro. They're just long, bro. Everybody on their team is like six six and up, man. So it's just a difficult matchup everywhere you go, and all of them can play ball. Um, so that that's that's what happened to Kansas and their coach not being there. I believe, yeah. but I believe if Bill Self was there, they would have they lost by one. Like, when you lose by one, that lets you know that you were just scrapping at the end of the game, talent versus talent, they got you. Um, so I just think that's what happened to Kansas. But, you know, hey, you know, Arkansas said, I ain't, I ain't about that dick. Hey, and Brandon Miller's 40-piece? <laughs> I know. Brandon Miller's – I have them winning the whole the whole uh, yeah, tournament. Um, yeah, I have Alabama winning the whole tournament. I think uh, UConn's, like, I guess, like the team I want to win. Like, I really – but if I have money to put on it, um, Alabama and I'm putting it on Alabama. Uh, I mean, Alabama's got, you know, Jelly Fam is still alive. Javon Quinley's still playing. He's like a fifth or sixth year, you know, plant player, really good point guard. So that's check the box. You need a really good point guard. They got two of them. Then you need really good freshman play. Brandon Miller's the best in the country. Then they have wing play. They're a long team. So Alabama's the one team that can continuously, like, blitz you. All game long, like there's not really a weakness you can point to, um, so that's that's why I got them. But this weekend is going to be badass, and uh, watch out though, FAU, they got some hoopers, Sterling. So Tennessee, watch yeah. out on Rocky Top. All right, so we're gonna go ahead. We're gonna get into our NBA, um, our NBA topic. But um, the Sweet uh, Sixteen kicks off uh, tomorrow, uh, and it goes all the way into Friday. And the tournament will conclude uh, sometime uh, next week, and we will have coverage on that as well. But uh, so we're going to get into our NBA topic. Uh, last week we didn't get a chance to get into it, but today we will. Uh, we will kick it off with um, a little bit of a uh, little, little NBA story. 
little NBA uh, storylines uh, that the NBA can only uh, come over with. Uh, so Dylan Brooks uh, is probably you know the 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 player of the the, the last two months. Uh, definitely was a uh, not not as far as like his skill or ability, but this motherfucker is just entertaining, man. He's he is everywhere. Entertaining. He's everywhere in, in the news outlet. Whether whether he's saying some shit or doing some shit. Um, but uh, one thing that he's no stranger to is uh, Draymond Green and his feelings towards him. But um, hey, like with most things, uh, you know the internet will provide receipts on all things so you know you always got to watch out what you say on the internet um but uh somebody went ahead and pulled up uh some interviews from dylan brooks back in his playing days with oregon and how much he admired draymond green and how he wanted to be as you know what draymond green is to his team and you know fast forward a couple years you know they say you don't want to meet your heroes because you'd be disappointed or you know idols turn to rivals Whatever saying you want to apply here, it certainly fucking fits. Um, What do you guys really make of this uh, Dylan Brooks, uh, Draymond Green uh, situation here? You got two trash players. (laughs) Man, these niggas trash, bro. Both of them. They are, man. Like, I'm so tired of Dylan Brooks already, bro. First of all, you a light-skinned nigga. All right? It's true. He and then, and then you're not skilled like this. You, you see him in the in the warmups. Like you're an NBA player. Like these niggas be hitting open threes in warmups. Not Dylan Brooks. This dude cannot shoot, bro. He cannot shoot. He's trash. Draymond <laughs> is trash now too. Nobody yeah. cares about what Draymond and Dylan Brooks have to say because they ain't the ones. That, it'd be one thing if it's like Steph and John Morant like mm-hmm. going at it. You know, these are the guys that carry the team. But like, man, I ain't really ain't trying to hear nothing from Dylan Brooks because they ain't won nothing. They, yeah, they get on my nerves. You know how I feel about them. Yes, I know. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, when uh, Russ, uh, not Russ, uh, uh, what Charles said, he called him uh, what, a bus driver. Um, I mean, that, that. I mean, that's what it is, man. It's just two guys, uh-huh. man. That, uh, there you go, Russ. It's really kind of two guys, man, you know, of the same ilk, just, you know, arguing about who's who's more more mid. <laughs> my bad. Are we still on Dylan Brooks? Yes, yes, we are. What do you think, Russ? We were just talking about... Uh, I have one thing to say. When you do a jersey swap, just make sure the other nigga want to swap. Boy, I just want to say, when you do a jersey swap, make sure the other nigga want to swap. Kyrie definitely Kyrie definitely you, you heard what he said. He said, don't be playing me with that, uh, with that weekend defense or some shit like that. No, but after the game, he said, maybe one day I'll get I'll get Dylan Brooks jersey. No, you won't. You just lie because you, you, know, you didn't think everybody yeah. saw it. If I come to if, – if it's after a game and I come to you and I – he Kyrie took his off like, yeah, nigga, take this. I ain't worried about it. No, mm-hmm. no I don't want that. <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good on that. See, if it was me – I would have really wanted. I'd have just been like, "Yo, Kyrie, just take my shit. You can throw it away. Like, just you can throw it away in the locker room. You can do it. Just don't leave me hanging in public." Then Kyrie went and said, "Here, take this and dap up somebody else." Bro, Kyrie wasn't trying to trying trying to fuck with that dude like that. Who wants Dylan Brooks jersey? Dylan, nobody wants your jersey, bro. But I mean, look, dog, with Dylan Brooks, um, he, he's one of those guys that you know I kind of group him with. You know, no disrespect. But what we know, kind of like a Pat Bev type person, just kind of. Yeah, I'm about to say, don't don't give him Draymond. He want to be Draymond, man. Well, Draymond, bro. But so so Sterling was just like they both both 
They all know they both trash. Okay, okay, oh, wait, wait, okay. So are we talking about like Draymond now or Draymond? I mean, is, like now, Dray- like okay, okay. So if we talk about Draymond now, then yeah, Draymond slowed down. But let's talk about Draymond Green straight, straight no, out of Michigan. We're not talking State. about Draymond when he was good. But we no, but that's what Dylan Brooks is. Is he's at that point? Okay, so if we look at Dylan Brooks right now in his stage he's of his trash. career, he's trash. He's okay. Now, if you look, okay, look at Dylan. Dylan Brooks is six years in. Now look at Draymond six years in. Draymond shits on that man, and Draymond is not sorry. Absolutely, but right now, I, Draymond to me is better now than Dylan Brooks is. Yes, this is why Draymond is talking to me. Draymond's like, stop talking to me. Let's not agree with Draymond. They both need to shut up. Ain't nobody trying to hit him no more, man. Well, I, I, okay, look, Draymond has got the right to me. Because I, I love my defensive players, and I love guys that, like, do the extra stuff in the NBA. So, like, Draymond has the right to me to talk because he's done it and won. You know what I'm saying? He can literally say, nah, Draymond can come out and say, like, because of me, we don't have five. You like, know he why? can honestly say that. I'm like, going to tell you why Draymond shouldn't say shit. Let me tell you why Draymond shouldn't say shit. It's because when you hitting little light-skinned niggas like Jordan Poole, you lose all your credit and your right to say shit about somebody else's player until I, I need to see y'all hug. I need to see some reconciliation. I ain't trying to hear nothing about nothing from no Draymond Green. Can like, I, you, know, as a, you know, as a, as a light-skinned nigga, I will say this, though. Jordan, why, why is you getting on Draymond's nerves? No, that's Dr- not the question you should be asking right now. Yes. Yeah, okay, look. I'm just gonna let it be known. If I'm on a team with Draymond, that's the last nigga I'm gonna want fighting me. So I'm gonna make sure no matter what I do, Draymond's gonna be cool with it. So if you if you in there, the last nigga I'm beefing with or making sure is has any animosity towards me is the biggest, blackest, toughest nigga in the fucking huddle. I'm not finna I'm not finna have that beef, bro. There's no point in it unless yeah. I think I'm about that life, which he found out very clearly well, you, know, you are not in Draymond. And that's another reason why Draymond be telling Dylan Brooks to shut the fuck up. He's like, man, because I, I, I want to whoop though. your ass, but I can't. See, see, you, you not one of them new age light skins. See, okay, yeah, you're not you, you one of them old light skins. The beige, right? rage, the beige, the beige rage niggas. I'm not with that clan. Right. right. <laughs> yeah, you know okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. So we got, we, we, well, we got we got a request from our uh, from our uh, our long time listeners, uh, Shotgun. He said, uh, Oh God! Could you please uh, elaborate? He loved your uh, Draymond Green take. He says, uh, he hates Draymond. "Can you elaborate?" Yeah, look, man, Draymond. I, I get like, I think we're talking legacy here, and, and Draymond's legacy. I think it means something for what he was able to do with the Warriors. But here's where you lose. Like we talk about Brett Favre, Brett Favre, and how he kind of. Now this is on a much larger scale with Brett Favre, but it's it kind of has similarities. Okay, like. When you do what you just did to Jordan Poole, I don't care who you are. And I don't care what's acceptable in the locker room or not. But when you hit another man like that at practice, you know what I'm saying? Like, that shit means something to me. And so when you talk about, you know, trash, I understand trash talk. Like, when you look at the old heads, like Charles Barkley, Michael Jordan, all of them, when they trash talk, they they took it out on the court. They And, and they were guys that, like, if this player didn't do what they were supposed to do, they were going to lose the game. Draymond doesn't have any impact on the game, and neither does Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks is trash. Now, they both are decent defensively. I'll give them that. But they offer nothing else. They aren't the major cogs in the wheel, and you can look like that. Draymond's one of the smartest players in the league, but he's way okay, past I'm good. his prime. I'm good now. He's way past no, he his prime. Truth. 
You see what I'm saying? I see, again, oh, again, I'm, you, again, I'm thinking of Dr Draymond Prime. But, yeah, you, you know. got it. We got to get out. Like I said, we open it with legacy. His legacy is great. Sean right again. Out. Damn. Sean right again. He said, we never hold Draymond accountable. He pushed KD, KD away with his mouth. And yeah. Defended. Yeah, you're right. He did it in, in the finals. He lost his yeah. shit. So that's, why, ring. so that's why, like, you know, Draymond, I don't, I don't have no respect for Draymond now just because how he's acting. Like, I feel like when you – for, for what Draymond's been through in his life, he grew up rough, went to Michigan State, made some of – man, played football too. So you come out of that – He was I, trash, though. I, I'm sorry, Draymond. No, it was bad. It took his ass out. He admittedly was like, that shit right. was not for me. But he still like, – He looked the part, though. He looked, he looked the part, though. That's impressive like to do it at the Division One level. Yeah. I feel like he should have more respect for, for like, people who getting it out the mud. You know what I'm saying? So when you act like that – you, you're not you're not displaying leadership. You're not displaying character. I think that's kind of fucked up. I think you shit on people who are trying to really do it. You know what I'm saying? I think great player. The, they did, they did. But I think that the reason, I think one of the reasons why Dre, they don't go in on Draymond is because like when you're when he's not the main cog, right? But he's the janitor that comes on at the end of the night and cleans up the building. You know what I'm saying? So like. He doesn't make everything go, but he cleans up right. so much shit. And when you have a guy whose game is predicated on effort, like in want to, you don't want to piss him off. So to answer Shotgun, I think that's one of the reasons why you saw accountability level for him very low. And like they didn't really attack him. And now the media wise, I don't know. But I'm saying like as far as the goal state is because they want to make sure that this guy feels like I need to die out here for this team and do everything defensively. The dude was out here getting triple doubles. You know what I'm saying? Like on some like like you said though, but he's not like a guy that say you better watch Draymond. It was just like he was the perfect teammate cog. Like he was Dennis Rodman like right. 2.0, bro. Like he really was. Like like we can't control him. We don't know what the fuck to do with him. But damn it, with him on the court like Steph don't got to play defense as hard. He can rest a little bit. Clay can rest a little bit. We put him and Iguodala out here, him and Wiggins out here. They can make it happen. Steph can play off ball just because he can handle the ball well enough not to get it ripped. He can get it to certain people. The league lets – the man sets the best screens in the history of the NBA. Let's just be honest. They let him get away with moving screens. He set screens so well that the NBA said, fuck it. Like, Draymond, you can move on your screen. And he he's like so – but I give him credit for that. He is he is towards the end now. But when I think about him in his prime and Dylan, who is in his prime right now, shut the fuck up, Dylan. Let Draymond cook. But maybe I'm a maybe I'm a part of the problem because I'm over here saying let Draymond cook, and he definitely has reasons why we should tell him. Child. Right. But I fuck with guys like Draymond, like I really do. Yeah. All right. All right. So uh, let's go ahead and get over to our next, which we call it uh, our next topic uh, for the. Uh, even before we get into our uh, closing out segment with uh, the Sterling Power Rankings, uh, the NBA has uh, kind of uh, went through a couple of changes these, uh, you know, the, this you know season here. Um, certainly, a lot of more uh, players are more vocal, a little bit more confrontational. I like it, um, but Russ also said something that maybe you know got to thinking. I said, well, let's go ahead and make it a topic. Russ said. This is the beginning of the end of the uh, super uh, team era, or is already we are already in the midst of the end of the super team era, um, and uh, you know what? I think he's right. 
you know what? And I like it. You know, if this is what it is, you know, we're gonna get more uh more guys uh really getting, you know, into each other's faces and getting a lot more chippy. Hey, I'm all for that. All right. Let's go ahead and get uh get some of this bitch assness out of the NBA. What what did uh, uh bring the PDD shirts back, man? You said what? No bitch ass. I said I'm no ready to bring the PDD shirts. No bitch assness, yeah. man. NBA, I'm, baby, no bitch assness, man. I, I really and I really do believe it's 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 over. And I think that we got so accustomed to seeing the AAU style guys being like, oh, I don't want to play with this guy. Oh, I want to play with that guy. That we finally we're seeing what happens when you know that you're not when you know that you could lose. Let me say that I don't want to say like you know that you you can't win because certain guys have a chance, but you know that you have an opportunity to lose. So and, it, and it's just beautiful. I mean, if you look at the Western Conference, the Western Conference as a whole, like these teams are separated by two and three games. Nobody can really get away from each other. Like people are like worried about the Lakers, but the Jazz, the Mavericks, and the Timberwolves are ahead of them. I think the Mavs lost to the, the Warriors tonight. You know what I'm saying? So it's really, really, really close. Uh, I love it. I love it for the game. I love not having a bunch of super teams. Um, I think guys got to do what they got to do. I, I actually, you get a chance to see what Dame had to say. I agree a lot with what Dame had to say about this whole ring era bullshit that we live in to where nothing matters except you getting a ring. Um, so, but I love it, man. I, I think the Western Conference, the Eastern Conference is more stable. I think those of us that watched a lot of basketball in the early 2000s got to see when the Eastern Conference was basically just like, who's Jason Kidd them going to lose to? Right, you know what right. I'm saying? Like like when it was like that, you know what I'm saying? Um, I think we're getting to where the parity um, is like that in the West. I mean, the parity is like that in the West, but it's not the teams aren't as bad, but the East have, you know, they have stable teams. Um, but I, I, I think we're about to see one of the best playoffs that we that we that we've seen in the past like five six years because we don't know who is going to make it like if you ask five different people you might get and you probably should get five different answers of who can make it to the final the sixers can make it the celtics can make it the bucks can make it fuck the cavaliers can fucking make it you go to the western conference the nuggets it's the nuggets year we believe the nuggets should take advantage the grizzlies we good in the west y'all got his problems out the way the Kings, surprise, the Suns got KD. The Clippers, they're probably going to fall out of it because of Paul George's injury, which is sad. The Warriors are pretty much waiting just give us a shot. I mean, it's I mean, like the Mavericks are nine. They have Kyrie and Luka. They're they're working through that shit. So, it's the the NBA is it we're past that super team predictor shit. Um, it's going to be worth watching. Yeah, man. I mean, teams you're saying teams how you have to rely on depth and bench mm-hmm. play, right? You, you can't just have three superstars anymore because how much cap space these guys are eating up, right? And then you're going to get the luxury tax and all that kind of stuff. So you, it really depends on how well can you develop and draft. Like, yeah, yeah. you you want a free agent to come sweet and deal like a Kyrie Irving, but now it's up to the Mavs. Like, okay, you can either get that star, but how long are you going to be able to keep the band together? Or would you rather just get solid contributors, you know, from from six to to you mean at the NBA bench is probably what nine deep really nine yeah right nine deep so nine you, nine and ten, ten at the most yeah what can you do six through nine I think well, since you said the Mavs let's bring it up I think I do I do think the Mavs will be all right I do love the news that the Lakers aren't going to be going after Kyrie I do love it I think that Kyrie's enjoying his time here but I think it's very 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 weird to me that. Basically, you get rid of Dorian Finney-Smith, and the team forgets how to play defense. 
So that lets me know that he was really a leader on like conducting the defense and telling everybody where to be. But I think that's one thing that they can they can fix in offseason if they do keep Kyrie, which I think if the Lakers aren't in play, he's I think Mavericks are where he's gonna end up. Right. But it's it's a struggle. It's a struggle. All right, well, go say go says uh oh, go says that uh he said that on all the smoke was the best screen set in NBA history. <laughs> he said um, and Chris Sherrod says that's why uh, guys like Dylan Brooks and Green help out. They're solid contributors. No, no, you need solid. We're gonna see that. We're gonna see that for sure this year. You need solid contributors. You need guys that are gonna be that are gonna be able to like do the dirty work, but also what's the phrase? I'll just sum it up with this phrase: your your role does not limit your game. You know what I'm saying? Or ability, if you will. So your role on the team may be to play defense and things like that, but these guys like Dylan Brooks, these guys like Draymond Green, um, they're able, Tobias Harris, is, they're able to say, if you need me to score like 20, 15 to 20 points, if you need me to do some extra shit to get it done, like I have the ability to do so. So those guys are going to be very important. I love it, though, because um, this whole time frame that we lived in, which is a lot of our time frame, but we have two cold people. Everybody else ain't really that good. And nobody's really that good in the league. It's like, nah, like, get you some bench players. Get you some guys that can help. So it's going to be very, very interesting. I can't wait to see what happens in the East with Boston and um, the Bucks. It's going to be a fucking bloodbath. <laughs> All right, man. Right, that's just going to be fucking murder's row. Like, the whole Western Conference, like, from playing to whoever we decide who's going to get to play the East is going to be crazy. But I, I really – I please, Boston and Bucks, do not fucking rob us of this. Oh, like, man. do not rob us of this. Please, please, please. Because we need seven games of grit. Like, that shit is going to be grit to All right. So we're going to go ahead and let's get into the uh, starting power rankings before we close out the show. So what we got for what we got for us, Sterl? Man, all right. So let's let's hop into these power rankings, man. Uh, look, dude, it, it – I love the fact that we kind of hit on like there's so much parity in the league and the and the super team uh, kind of idea is finally it's kind of over. Um, you know, fuck LeBron James for that. Uh, <laughs> to be honest, man, because mm, argument for another show. Mm. Yeah, but you know, all right, but we're here for the power ranking, so you know, I guess I should just probably jump into this thing. But um, let's see. Let me pull up my little list here. But I, I think this is going to be good because I mixed it up this week. So, you know, not the, the usual suspects in here. You know, you, you're going to see some different guys. So at number 10, I got the Warriors coming in at number 10. Um, look, man, I, a team with that championship pedigree, and I feel like, you know, teams are starting to play their best ball. Even though even though they suck at on the road, I feel like, all the thing they got to do is get into the playoffs, and I think they're going to be fine. Now, I don't think this team's going to win the title, but I think when you have a guy like Steph and Clay and, and and Jordan Poole and the depth that they have, man, it's really hard to put them any any further down the list here. So I got I got the Warriors at ten, number nine. You know, when are we going to see Kevin Durant in the Suns, man? It's unfortunate that he that he hurt his ankle, uh, and that was some like lanky nigga shit when he went down, wasn't it? Like. You, you just you fuck just, you, Sterling. Fuck you, nigga. Hey, fuck <laughs> you. But you it know it's true, though. Hey, skinny nigga, hoop skinny nigga hurt. 
Hey, I would, you know, and not that I'm like the injured police, but I would have been okay if like the nigga got hurt in the game. But nigga, you got hurt in warm-ups. And why are you trying to dunk in warm-ups? Like, Nick, calm down, nigga. You in your 30s, bro. Just shoot that shit. You ain't trying to, you don't need to be jumping like no young nigga. So anyway, <laughs> he's hurt. Right, so you know, I, I know, I know the Suns beat the Magic, and the Magic is a good team. But you know, I feel like uh, Devin, if Devin Booker's your number one, I, I just don't have that much hope for 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 uh, the Suns. And I feel like if the if the Mavs play them in the playoffs, the, Suns, the, the Mavs will beat them again. To be honest, uh, at number eight, I got the Clippers. Uh, the Clippers beat the Warriors. They beat the Blazers. You know, they're three games above five hundred, and the West is a gauntlet, right? Uh, Kawhi Leonard and these low management motherfuckers are hooping, you know. Uh, Bones is, is finding his groove, man. So I I, I got to put the Suns at number eight. He called them the load management motherfuckers, bro. They, they are, though. They are. The Clippers are like, hey, Sterling, you'll get this, and I'll let you finish. But the Clippers are like when you used to call your homeboy back in the day, like, you want to hoop? Who there? <laughs> yeah, nigga be like, nah, nigga, I played on Monday, bro. I, I, I'm still, you know, I still ain't right. Like, nigga, no, nah, we need you. We got a league game on Thursday, bro. Like, I need you to play. You know, like, no, I can't do it. I got to work. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my old lady, you know, she wants your ass to go. She wants you out of the house. But so that's the Clippers oh, right now. It's, it's too Dang. much low management. But they're good when they're all together. Yeah. They're extremely good. Zubak, that dude, I'm telling you, for a big, he's. Can can we talk about him being like not the the, the most improved player of the year, but man, he's got to be at least in the top three discussion. Uh, he's just it's having solid pieces. He it's is, the man. solid pieces, shit, bro. Like the solid pieces in the NBA are starting to stand out. Yeah. Um, at number seven, I got my Nuggets, man. Like, I don't know what's going on with the Nuggets, but they are like dropping games to these scrubs, dude. And I, I it's, it's 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 like it's worrying me, dude. So. You know, you did lose to the Raptors and the Knicks, which you should have beat the Raptors, right? You should have beat the Raptors. But Jokic is averaging 26-11. And I've said all season long that the Nuggets season hinges on Michael Porter Jr. And he's just not consistent. So Thank you. I, I had to drop him. I had to drop him this far because he's not consistent. So we just don't know. But when know, he on? When he's on, when dude, he on, the Nuggets are one of the best teams hey. in the league when he's on. Michael Porter Jr. better than a lot of these niggas when he on, but his back yeah. be on. All the time, bro. Me and my son, we'd be laughing. Like, if we go to the Nuggets, <laughs> we're going to be like, we were like, that. he like that. Like, when is Michael Porter going to get hurt? I'm like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously. Is training another one? <laughs> when is Michael? Not, not, I hope he doesn't get hurt, but he said, Dad, I'm just going to take the token from you. When is Nick going to get hurt? Yeah, that, that's my <laughs> son. Man. I, I'm training him up right, dog. Uh, at, at number six. And man, my I, daughters have no faith in the Cowboys, so you know. <laughs> hey, you know. <laughs> hey. I got I got the Cavs here. You know, if the Cavs are kind of sat around here all season long, uh, you know, they, they beat the Hornets, but everybody beats the Hornets. Uh, right. you know, I feel like did y'all see Karis Levert, man, is a Michigan guy. You know, he was averaging uh, uh 20 points last week, 20 and a half points, I believe he was averaging. So mm-hmm. the Cavs, he's like one of those like really good role players that we were talking Bro. about on the show. Like they need him. They need him to be the catalyst because their front court is really good. Their back court is really good. But having Karis Levert, not only is he good in the mid range and can shoot the three, but he's he's really underrated when it comes to defending the wing. So Karis Levert is a big reason why I have the, the Cavs sitting here at number six. And number five, I got the Celtics. Um look man, the Celtics 
they're the best team in the league, but you know, you lose to the Rockets, bro. Like, man, every no, no everybody got a Monday night. Everybody got a Tuesday night, sir. We'll continue. Okay, okay, all right. You know what? They did beat the Blazers. They they beat the Timberwolves, but you lost to the Rockets. And then you got this stuff coming out about Jalen Brown, like, you know, about the whole KD thing and fans don't really want him there. I don't understand the hate for Jalen Brown. So, you know, I think that does really impact the team when, like, the synergy or the energy of a team isn't right, especially going to the playoffs and on the simple fact that they did go to the NBA Finals last year. Maybe the, the Celtics can get upset. You know, I'm, I'm just not extremely as high on them as I've been all season. I think there's some kinks in the armor. Um I think, you know, three-point shooting is sometimes an issue. Uh, you know, uh, wing defense. I think Jason Tatum defensively, I, I, he needs help there. And I know he's one of the best players in the league, but I, I just feel like he doesn't give that much effort on defense. Um, and then I got the Knicks. The Knicks right now, to me, are better than the Boston Celtics. When, and in the fuck have we, when in the fuck have we ever said that the Knicks were better than the Celtics? It's been a long-ass time. So Jalen Brunson, I, I even hate, you know, like Harry Potter. But he does, it hurts so bad to watch the Knicks do so good. He said, like, like, nigga. Take, take a lesson oh, yeah. from Hogwarts. Voldemort was a name we do not speak of. It's Jalen Brunson for me. I don't want to say this nigga's name, dog. He who shan't be named. He who shan't be named. I be getting so bad at Jalen Brunson, bro. Like it's like you got a Rihanna forehead and you hooping. Like nigga, I, I'm just mad. I'm just with mad. the dreads. With the dreads. Oh, like you either need to have a Rihanna forehead and like a crew cut or something, like so we could see bro. it in its full glory. Because it shit's rough. But anyway, and he turned up when his nigga heart came to the team. I'm like, yo, that ain't get all Villanova niggas. They need to find out about- they just yo. Talk about depth players. Josh Hart, was he not the Bro. best grade of the fucking – like, he's been amazing. But – and you, and you'll probably agree with this, Sterling, though, but that's the thing I be saying about basketball, bro. Get you yeah. some niggas that do their job. Yeah. Like, get you some niggas that do their job. Josh Hart does his job. Hey, and you know what? I would say we got to put some respect on R.J. Barrett's game. Like, I think he had high expectations for him being the next big thing, but – Man, RJ Barrett, man, his mood, his package is just ugly. But the bro, shit he a good, man, bro. He's a good. Player, he a man. he a he's hooper, bro. Aki, we used to. That's what we used to call it back in the day. His game, Aki and the bitch. He left handed. His shit, Aki is short for awkward. For those that don't know, but his game is Aki and the bitch. Like he left handed, he always go left, but he gets that shit. If bro. it go in, fuck what they saying, cause he, he's hooping. He's efficient. And then at number three, I got the Kings. The fucking Kings, man. De'Aaron Fox, is he like the next coming of Reggie Miller? Like, he just clutch, like, in terms of. Well, he's, man, he from Texas. Man, like, like the Kings, dog. Mm-hmm. Like, when, 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 we're saying the Kings are a top three team in the league right now. But like, again, we're entering an age, which, which we, we believe. Well, I'll say we believe because you never know, I, like, you know, four old niggas. We were entering an age where team matters. And, like, when they put Sabonis on that team and let Fox say, like, like Fox, you can go be free now. Now yeah. you have 94 feet to be free. And now we see him free. And you see it. Like, he's – it's ridiculous. The, king, the Kings are for real. The right. Kings are for real. Yeah, they are. Uh, and then at number two, man, I got the books. Now, I have to say, maybe I was wrong about Chris Middleton. Like, he's – 
He's uh, coming in the form. He averaged, I think, 23 points a game last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's he's knocking his uh, shots down from deep. However, this is the shit. Like, when you lose to the Pacers mm-hmm. without Tyrese Halliburton and they put up 140 points on you, dog, like, I, I listen, I, I've been talking about their, their defense, their team defense, and the players that they got on that squad. It is unacceptable for you to allow the fucking Pacers to drop 140 burgers. It's unacceptable, dog. The Pacers are trash. The but, Pacers but, are trash. The, but the Boston Celtics lost to the Rockets. So, like, yeah, the NBA is crazy. It's like these niggas watch, like, oh, we could, we could take a game off. But, yeah, no, it, it's crazy. But, they, yeah, you're right. And number one, though, I got the 76ers. Now, this is the only championship they're going to win. So they're, they're going to they're gonna get the, the Sports Sushi Team of the Week, okay? Because we know in the playoffs, ah! they ain't going to win shit. They ain't going to win Hell, shit. So we got to get no awards for that. And the words of the great Aubrey, nigga, they ain't no awards for that. Trophy. Yeah. They try, I mean, listen, they they trash in the playoffs, so we're going to give them all the accolades now because we know when it comes to the playoffs, we're going to be sorely disappointed. Uh, Joel Embiid continues his rock-solid MVP campaign. I don't know if he gets it. Maybe he does. But uh, their offense is just humming on all cylinders right now. Again, I love it right now. It scares me to death when it comes to the playoffs. Um, So they're they're sick right now. Some niggas ain't going to play no defense. They don't. They don't, man. They don't. They fucking don't. So I think James Harden's an infection. Defense? What's that? Nigga, we don't need Yeah. James Harden just lazy. That nigga lazy, bro. bro I'm not, I, I, see, I knew it. You know, it let me and Sterling get started on James Harden. Yeah, right. We're the gonna... biggest hands ever. But it's crazy, though. The Philadelphia, they got, bro, they have the biggest, baddest motherfucker in the NBA, and they can't stop a nosebleed. Shout out to Tyrese Maxey, though. He do his thing. Yeah, he cold. Tyrese Maxey is cold. So that's that's the uh, top 10, man. NBA power rankings are here on Sports Sushi. All right, man. Well, uh, that we, all right. <clears throat> so that was the, the top 10. So we're going to wrap it up. Uh, so uh, if you are listening on Twitter, uh, Facebook, Twitch, uh, or IG, or YouTube, uh, please hit the like and subscribe. If you don't, you know, follow. Do what you got to do. Uh, these, this episode will be uploaded on uh, Spotify and all podcast directories. It's Apple Music. Uh, Apple Podcasts or wherever the hell you get your other shit from, uh, Daily Motion, Odyssey, and Rumble as well. Uh, if you want to follow our social media, you can do so at Sports Sushi, all one word on Twitter, Sports underscore Sushi at uh, Instagram. I think it's what Sports Sushi on TikTok, uh, Russ? Yes. Okay, so Sports Sushi on TikTok as well, the same as the Twitter. Um, if you want to follow us individually, you can find me at DJ Slow Biggie. All the information should be down there. Chris should have it down there, so I shouldn't have to say the shit. But, um, damn, it, damn, it, man. Say the shit, isn't, shit. If it isn't, it will be at uh, DJ Slow Biggie. That's what I need not a while on all forms of social media. Uh, where they can find you at, Russ? Oh, you already know. You can find me on Twitter. That's RLClimbSP. With the at symbol in front of all that shit. You can also find me at uh, uh, sportsplug.russ on IG. And of course, at all times, you can look up sportsplug, uh, sportsplug clothing co. That's on all uh, social media platforms. I'll get you a motherfucking shirt. You know what I'm saying? I got you. Work out. Be the best you. All you right. Can so, where you Yeah, man. You can find me at Furrow Sterling on Twitter and on Insta. But, you know, if you really want my content, you got to come check me out on TikTok, Stilo.huncho, and BuffaloRumblings.com. All right. Can they find you? Uh, what about the uh, the Bleacher Report? Uh, the BR uh, 
uh mock draft where can they find what yeah they so get? so i got that um posted on uh buffalo rumblings.com and then this will be one of three mock drafts i'll do the next one i'll do uh we'll have trades and so forth so yeah all i'll right. post those in a couple weeks all right so that was our episode of sports sushi it has our one year anniversary so again happy birthday to Bitch! If you want to one birthday gift, hey man, get us up to a thousand followers. You got to like and subscribe, man. Appreciate y'all tuning in, man. Tune in next week. Peace. Deuces.